This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome back, everybody, to Wrestling Omakase. It is episode number 120, and this week we'll be kicking off our year in review series. So if you're if you if you're new to the podcast, or if you if this is your first year listening, I'll quickly go over what that is. But this is our third year doing it. Um, basically, for the last six weeks of 2019, we're going to be talking about a certain promotion or a certain type of wrestling and going over what their year looked like. Um, you know, we basically go through as much of the year as we can, cover all the big shows and matches, and talk about, you know, stuff you may have missed. Um, you know, and then for, like, award season consideration, we give the our match of the year list for that promotion or wrestling type, um, best of the year, most outstanding, all that kind of stuff to help you out as you're doing your year-end award list. And hopefully you find some stuff that you want to go back and watch if you didn't see it in real time. So this week we're starting the series off with TDT, and I'm very pleased to be joined by a returning guest, uh, Jamie from the Dramatic DDT blog. Hi, Jamie. Hello. Since I don't podcast that often, this is my annual reminder that I do not know how to pronounce half of the names on this list. (laughs) So uh, just to... Saying this in advance, I want to apologize to uh, Yuki Ueno, uh, Yukio Sakaguchi, Nobuhiro Shimatani, and oh, I always have trouble with this name, Chris Brokes. <laughs> apologies for getting all those names wrong. Uh, the, the best part is you know there's like at least a 10% chance he might listen. So uh, shout out to Chris Brooks uh, for having a great year, DDT. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this is your, I believe your second appearance, right? You did one other appearance to preview the last, year, yeah. last year. Yeah. So, but this is obviously, I figured you'd be a great guest to do the DDT gear interview episodes since you've obviously watched all this stuff. So we're going to talk all about, um, you was know, not available? I'm sorry. Was Haku not available? Oh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't ask Haku. I guess I could have asked <laughs> him. I figured that man's been on the reputation. That's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my favorite thing on Twitter is when, um, like they somebody tags the dramatic DT account, like it's you know actually the, the real GT. Because I think the best example of that was when uh somebody tagged 
and said like WWE should buy at Dramatic DDT, and you gave your um, like your list of demands to sell the block. Yeah, the, I always kind of get embarrassed that I've been doing this for almost ten years now, and I'm still not sure if I've done a good job explaining that this is just a unofficial fan blog I do as a hobby. And I figured that the few times I had wrestlers of just the indie scale use my accounts contacting DDT. I just don't correct them because I figure if you can't figure that out, you don't deserve to get a booking. That's <laughs> my mindset towards it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for for what I mean, before DT English Update, you you basically were the only um, you know English language resource for DDT. So I get I get being a little more confused about that before English Update came along. But you think after English Update and in the especially in the age of Twitter, where like even the DT Universe account like you know, tweets in English sometimes. You'd think people would figure it out, but I guess... Uh, I think they have, because uh, not a, like that account is... Uh, it's gotten more followers now. It's getting more attention, especially with the DDT and Tokyo Joshi shows. So, um, like, I, I'm still happy to do this as a hobby, but no, I'm fine with uh, Haku and the guys over there doing their work and spreading the word of DDT around the internet even further. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so DDT, obviously, like you said, you've been doing this for 10 years. Um, what do you, is there any, is this, is this your 10th year? Like 2019, was that your 10th year? During um, it? I think it'll be next year because I began the sumo, hold, the sumo hold show from 2010. So that would be mm. the second Peter Pan. Is there any like reflection as you hit like, the 10th year? Like, uh, I know you're, you're starting to get up to the level of like, you know, like Jay during the Dragon Gate site and stuff. Um, uh, I don't know how I got here, but I'm fucking delighted. I think that's the best way you can say. <laughs> but there's no no like thought of you know giving a break or you know shutting and down or anything. Not really. Like it gets busy towards some weeks because there's like three or four different sub brands that run shows at the same time. I figured the only way I ever lose interest would be if DDT was to say change management and go in a completely different direction. Uh, I, I just love the wacky stuff about the company and the silliness that surrounds it, and I feel that's the stuff I want to talk about just as much as the actual wrestling. So, no, no, no interest in uh, leaving it just yet. I figure if it ever changes their identity, that might be when I leave. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so DDT, we're going to talk about it here. We're not going to talk about Tokyo Joshi, I should say, because we're going to save that for the Joshi episode in a few weeks. I mean, we'll touch on them, I guess, here or there where they interact with DUT. But the yeah, no, I think Tokyo... there's one or two mentions that we'll have. Yeah, so like the main Tokyo Joshi discussion will be on the Joshi episode, which I believe is in two weeks. I should have had the schedule in front of me. It might be, yeah, I think it's two weeks. So to- the Joshi episode that'll be coming up, and we'll definitely talk Tokyo Joshi in that episode. Um, we're also not going to talk a ton of Basara or Gambare just because I don't watch them that often. Uh, if you want to bring them, I only ever watch you... them when they do the big uh, Korokan shows. The rest I just that's what... follow. Yeah, that's me too. I only I usually watch the I watch the Korokans, but I don't really watch anything else. Um, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. What are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, I mean, like we're Basara obviously is leaving DET at the end of this year, so I yeah, assume they are gonna... currently in the process of leaving. I, I think. <laughs> I don't know, is there like a weird transition period for companies when they split off for three months? Because I think they're currently in the process of doing it, but it's not like 100% done until January. 
Yeah, they stopped like printing like what descriptions or something on the DT website. That's what you've been saying. All, all they do is just posting a uh, match lineups and the results. Now they have a blog as well, but they barely write anything on it. Mm. I, I do think a lot of Western fans are a little worried about how they're going to follow Basara after they split off. And I mean, there's no announcement yet about like how they're going to stream or anything, right? No, there's nothing. Just that I think it will be off DDT Universe, unfortunately. I, I yeah. think the shows that are already on the site will stay there, but anything new might not be part of the service. Because I mean, like after obviously after Hard Hit left, it's become very difficult to find them. Yeah, like, that... find shows to air. Mm-hmm. So uh, people are probably worried about the same thing with Pusara, but maybe they'll be on Nico. I don't know, something like which which recently got like in, like you can order that through YouTube now. So. Um, you know, there's a there are, maybe there will be legal streaming options still. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But their Corkins usually do air on Samurai TV, I think. So you think they have we'd before, at least yes. see, yeah, so you think we'd at least see that. But um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Maybe, maybe it wouldn't surprise me if like they got some deal with Samurai to air more of their shows or something because Samurai, I don't know if people. If you're not a longtime fan, you probably don't know a ton about this. But if you look at the Samurai TV schedule, they've gotten like battered by all these streaming services. Like they used to have so many more live um, All Japan and DDT and, you know, Stardom. Well, not, I don't think ever live for Stardom, but like all these promotions used to have way more shows on, on Samurai. And now, like, you know, there are, they're all, all like tape now? delay. Huh? Is it all repeats now? Because I know uh, for a lot of the mid 2010s they had just like random repeats in like morning and afternoon slots yeah they still do the morning random repeats but the big pro- the big issue is like they have less like DT used to be like a big promotion for them and they used to air all the Corkins live and all the big shows live and now you know the Corkins usually air like on a, on a tape delay if they air at all so it's gotten you know it's, I think the rise of universe has been a big thing there and I think they run less All Japan shows too. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think you know they run a little bit less All Japan. Um, I mean, they, I think they run about the same amount of New Japan, but they because they only, they usually only have like Corkins and stuff for New Japan anyway, because the the bigger shows are always on TV. Sahi, but uh, yeah, that sounds but a bit yeah. Grim. But yeah, so I think maybe they can make a deal with uh, you know with Basara and get more of their shows on there. They could they could use the sh- some new live shows on their schedule. So. Maybe we'll wait and see, but that's obviously know, they, just they, fine. They, they might sound uh, doomed to the occupation of the indie show. Yeah, that's true too. It, it could be it's, that, it's that scale of venue they're still running. Yeah, so I guess we'll wait and see there. Um, I mean, I like it. Like he's that's a good point though. You could always check out Occupation of the Indies and see them on there. I suppose. Um, I would they cut would they cut that back to once a month? I was bummed because they used to be like twice a month, but. Batman I remember when they had a set. They used to have a set. Yeah. And that's just like, I don't know, some, I don't know, some room in the, in the building. Yeah. I mean, Batman used to be five days a week and now it's three days a week. So they cut back a bunch of stuff. But, you know, I, I assume their subscriptions are like, got hurt by all the 10 million streaming services now. But yeah. All right. That's enough of Samurai TV talk, I guess. Let's talk about DDT. Uh, their year began on January 3rd with the Maji Manji Super New Year Special, the All Seats 2000 Yen Show. 
Um, first of all, I, I wanted to mention the show as the first cork in the year just because I had to pour one out for Maji Manji. That was such a great part of 2018, uh, you know, having that weekly show, and it does not exist this year. I really miss it. I don't know. Do you, do you yeah, the, the, the absence was felt this year because if, they, they've crammed so much into that show when it was on the air. Yeah. It was just so much fun stuff. Um, the, 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 the main takeaway from this first Corican, I guess would be the, uh, all out beating strong hearts to win back the six man titles in the main event. Uh, the strong hearts thing kind of went away faster than I thought it would. Yeah. It fizzled out and they kind of get the sense that they've lost their lust around the entire indie scene as well. Kind of wish there was more to be done with it, but it, I mean, all that was left after this was uh, the was a three-way tag in one of the Sumo Hard shows, and there was that joke they did with Huata and Shima and one of the Kokens. Yeah. So just it, it, I really fe- it felt like it back at the uh, at Peter Pan in November of the previous year, like this was going to be like a long-term thing that would take them through 2019. It just didn't work out that way, and they ended up going to Big Japan. Um, you know, I guess they're still in Big Japan. They they were just on the uh, Sumo Hall show this past, a few weeks ago, but now they're gonna they're popping up in zero one now, which is like you're really starting to fucking scrape the bottom of the barrel if you're showing up in zero one in 2019. Yeah, and um, no, I figure Shima is busy with AEW commitments now, so probably less of an interest. Yeah. Um, the any other anything you remember from that Corican on the January third Corican? Um, that was when uh, Shinya Aoki started wrestling for them this year, was it? Or was he already? Uh, I don't I actually don't see him on the card. I'm looking. The main, the main yeah, thing he, that stands up. Oh, sorry. He oh, was he in was the, in the, the boxing club. Yeah. yeah. So, no, he was already there. And so, remember, yeah. remember the all in guys, you know, the, the fake version of Tiger Mask 5. And uh, I can't remember which one was Hen China. Yeah, I don't remember in China, but uh, yeah, because they did the yeah. parody of all out. So I think this was like the end of using those micro indie wrestlers. Yeah, that was the end of them. Uh, definitely missed fifth generation Tiger Mask. Uh, I wanted to mention a little bit, a little match from two days later that easily might have escaped people's notice. Um, the at the Fighting Theater 2019 show at Kitazawa Town Hall, the main event here for the KOD tag titles and Strongest K tag titles from. Uh, the now former Kaintai Dojo was Moonlight Express, Mao and Mike Bailey against uh, Makoto Oishi and Shiori Asai. That match is awesome. So it's definitely one that's a, a four star match. I'm sure a lot of people missed because it wasn't on a Corican or a major show. So I wanted to point that one out as a yeah, really cool match. That one's under the radar, especially since the idea of uh, you know, uh, double champions was kind of forgotten about as the year went on. Yeah. What it, I'm, what the fuck happened to them with the strongest K titles? I assume they dropped them pretty quick, right? They did. Um, they held on to them for a bit, but uh, I couldn't tell you who they lost it to. It looks like Kaiji Tomato and Taishi Takazawa. So yeah, you're right. They did hold them for a little while. They so they came back in Kanetai Dojo and defended them on their Korokan show against Ayato Yoshido and Take Nagai. Uh, then in March in Chiba against uh, Dinosaur Takamura. Or Dinosaur Takuma and Katara Yoshino, and then they lost them on April thirteenth at Korokan uh, at Kaiji Tomato to Kaiji Tomato and Taishi Takazawa, and I believe that was like was that the no it wasn't the last Kaiji Dojo show, okay? 
No, no, so that, I don't know what happened. Closer to the summer. Yeah. So yeah, another thing is I, I don't thought okay dojo so anything that happened on their side of the storyline was completely lost on me yeah i don't i didn't see any of that other stuff either honestly uh the next cork and hall show was um january 27th sweet dreams 2019 the main event was daisuke Sasaki and harashima defeating kanosuke takashita and shinya aoki uh the, the main thing that stuck to me on this show was the kota Imeda seven match trial series Match number seven, Shuji Ishikawa defeating Kota Umeda in thirteen oh two. That's an awesome match. Uh, probably the best match of the Umeda trial series. Yeah, and I think probably the saddest story of the year was Umeda leaving DDT because yeah. him and I really liked that kind of style of wrestling he does, and it's one that is kind of needed in DDT. Like I know we have Sakaguchi, but uh, having a young blood character doing that would have been swell, but. Our family is important, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the deal was he had to go home to help his family business, right? That's, uh, yeah. that's what happened. And so. he wanted to retire straight, like, retire completely, but he was kind of told, no, we'll just say you're leaving the company. If you ever have a second chance to come back, we'll let you come back. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's basically like he doesn't think he'll ever be back, but they didn't want to leave that open as a possibility, basically. So, which I guess makes sense. Um, but yeah, so that was the this Corican. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened on here. The there was a Sakaguchi and El Linda Man match because they had all the jokes about Linda Man being this short stack of dynamite wanting to fight everyone, and he goes up yeah. against Sakaguchi. <laughs> uh, there's also a three way with Masa Takanashi, Shima, and Mao, which you know led to the three way tag title match of judgment. Um, but yeah, this was a lot. This is like a, a judgment build-up show, basically. Um, yep. And there was an Iron Man heavy weight, heavy metal weight title battle royal with Oscar winning. So it was, I mean, I remember Oscar, you know, had a had a pretty cool year here. And Chinsuke Nakamura was there, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what happened next year. I believe the next show would be Judge. Well, for actually, first we should talk about Muscle because that was an awesome show. So February sixteenth, we have the first of a two night. Um, Ryogoku, two nights at Ryogoku with the Muscle Mania 2019 and Ryogoku were in our second career. Now, do you want to give a little bit of background on what Muscle is for people who might not be aware since this, this has been inactive for what, like five years or six years or something? Yeah, originally around 15 years ago, uh, Muscle Sakai, who is Super Sasadango Machine now, he created this parody of the Hustle brand, which he called Muscle. And it was just a complete another piss take of whatever he can think of. Um, it started off as like ripping off the hustle characters, but then it just became if he had an idea to do, say, a quiz show or a exam or a talent contest, like the shows just became whatever him and his mates in the business wanted to do. Um, it only lasted, I think, up, up until his uh, retirement in twenty ten. But they kind of brought it back ten years later to I'm trying to remember. Do you remember the reason why they brought it back? Or did... I think the joke was about the like the joke. Had, the jokes had a lot to do with the Olympics. I remember that. Yeah, there was some like, of that. They, they kept talking about how you know the Olympics, the Olympics. But like, I don't, I don't remember. If there's an exact reason why they brought it back. I think it just, you know. Well, I mean, they had probably... the two similar hard jokes to do, and um, yeah. I think they decided to do something very different for the first one. And this drew like surprisingly well. I mean, this drew uh, over four thousand fans, almost the exact same 
of what Judge Vinton drew. I mean, Muscle Muscle Mania drew four thousand one hundred fifteen, and Judgment drew four thousand one seventy seven, which was actually kind of down for a DT Sumo Hall show. So it makes me think that people picked between the two shows, and some people picked Muscle Mania. So you know, I mean, this is this is like you know, if you're the kind of person, what's up? With the muscle show, there was a lot of celebrity involvement as well. So that yeah, kind of got maybe people would have. Uh, yeah, I know, like one of the matches was like a battle royal to decide a new member of June Redsu. It was like a, I guess, like a male idol group or a male singing group that like just lost a member to a big scandal. So I think that was kind of a big, like that was a big story, you know, like a story in Japan. I mean, I saw like mainstream stories about it. So it's like, oh, June Redsu. Oh yeah, and that battle royal was. That battle royal was won by Andre Z Giant Panda, and he had his own scandal going on, so they kicked him out. <laughs> yeah, because the scandal with the uh, with the uh, Sukasa Fujimoto, right? Where he like kissed yeah, her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a this is a great uh, this is an awesome show. I mean, look, if you're the type of person who's like, uh, I like I I only like DET's wrestling, I don't like the comedy. You absolutely should never watch this show. But because it's, it's all it's basically all comedy. But if you like DD comedy, you will love this show. I mean, this this just had tons of tons of great stuff. And in the main event with Honda and DJ Nira was actually like kind of a good match. And I think probably stunned people. And I think you know everybody thinks of Antonio Honda as like being very one note, but like the dude can kind of wrestle too. And I think he showed that a few times this year. And this was probably the first time that he showed he can be a surprisingly uh, good wrestler. I feel really like the attention DDT has nowadays compared to five or even ten years ago, this was a breakout year for Honda. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, but yeah. Why the fuck did DJ Nero headline Silmo Hall? I just want to say that out loud. <laughs> it is I know amazing. it wasn't advertised, it was a surprise match, but fucking hell, what a surprise. Yeah. Uh, what did what did you think? Uh, do you have any other thoughts on the show in general? Um, oh, did, I remember what was it? Maki Ito and Konosuke Takashida had that weird chop battle with the comedian. Uh, they kind of got pervy at one point, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I love this show. I don't, I don't know. About you, but I thought this was a great show. It is one of the most bizarre wrestling shows you will watch this year. Yeah. Uh, the following night, we had Dilichi Judgment 2019, the 22nd anniversary show, which drew, like I said, 4,177 in Sumo Hall. Um, I thought this was a little disappointing. And on the, and I, I want to clarify when I say that, I mean on the the DDT Big Show scale, because I think DDT, you know, does the best super cards of anyone in the world as far as like a ton of really good, awesome matches, a ton of really funny stuff, just putting on like, a huge, like, uh, you know, just a, a, the sheer amount of different stuff on the undercard. Like, these are usually like my favorite shows of the year, you know, for any promotion. And I did think this show was a little under the standard of, you know, DET big shows from the past few years. Even what the other big shows from this year, I think this was below them, as we'll talk about. But it still had a few matches I thought were awesome. Um, the KOD Openweight title main event with Sasaki and Takashida. I gave four and a half stars. I thought they they really pulled it, kind of pulled it out of the fire with a crowd that was a little bit like down at first, but really like by the end of it, I thought it was an awesome, awesome match. 
Uh, and that was obviously Takashita defeating Sasaki to become the new KOD Openweight Champion. Um, the other match I thought was awesome was a four-star match with T-Hawk and Akito on the undercard, which was really good. That went about 14 minutes, but that, that was just a, an awesome match. Uh, disappointing, on the other hand, Marafuji kind of continued his pattern of not having great matches in DDT with Tetsuya Endo in the semi-main event. So, you know, if that match delivered a little bit, it would have been better. Uh, I didn't really yeah. love Hiroshima or Shinya Yoki either. Uh, but yeah, but it, it just felt like there was a little less comedy too, be, probably because, you know, we just had muscle the night before. So that might have been part of it too. But yeah, I don't know. what did you think of Judgment? Yeah, the thing with Endo is, like, he, as talented as he is, he's only as good as the effort you put you give him. Like, he's yeah. not the one that's going to raise the stakes by himself. So uh, yeah, Mao Fuji kind of... I don't know. I don't feel Mel Fuji's all to blame for that match either. Mm. But yeah, yeah, that, that uh, wasn't much. And uh, what was that? Uh, the yeah, Aoki match. Like I don't know him and Hashima didn't really mesh well. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, they had a better I, that match. I thought they had a better match at Corican or something. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But maybe I, I could have sworn they had a different match at Corican that was better. But, yeah, but um, well, the two notable things from that show you left out were the debuts of Poco Tan, the mascot, mm-hmm. and uh, there was Yukio Noya's. It was his first appearance for DDT, but I think he would sign with the company a few months later. Yeah. So Yukio Noya, of course, the giant ex sumo or the son of an ex sumo wrestler, I should say. Who, grandson. Uh, oh, grandson. Okay. Yeah. Who came? He came from real Japan. So. Yeah. Obviously, definitely uh, probably saw more of a future in DDT than Real Japan, which I can't really blame him. Well, the uh, thing is, like, he actually is a big fan of like DDT's wacky comedy, and he wanted to do that rather than the serious wrestling stuff. So, yeah, uh, more power to him. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so, that's Judgment and Muscle Mania. Again, not, if you missed those shows, I would say go back and watch Muscle Mania if you're, you know, if you love the comedy, because it was a, a really, really funny show. Um, there's a lot of dialogue though, so you're going to have to really go back and, you know, either go, you can follow along with, uh, with, you know, with Jamie's results on the dramatic DT page. That'll help a lot. Or you could go back and scroll way back to February for the DT English update page on it. Because yeah, there's like, there's like a quiz show on muscle mania. There's, you know, a lot of other talking. So, you know, you definitely want to going to want to follow along there. Uh, and then Judgment, you know, there's a couple really good matches, but it's kind of... Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, mention one more here. There was the, the hardcore six-man tag match. It was Damnation against uh, Takagi, Chigusa Nageo, and Ryuji Ito. And it was when uh, Takumi Oroha was on the Damnation team. Yeah. like that, that, If you're into like, just the scrappy hardcore matches, that would be one, of, one to watch. Sure. So that's another one to check out. And uh, But yeah, overall, I, I would definitely call it the weakest of the three big shows. I don't know if you would agree. But hmm. uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Uh, the next D- big DT show it looks like it is. Oh, do you want to mention quickly the Basara Korkin? Since I guess you said you watched it. Um, that had Ryoto Nakatsu against Izami Kodaka for Union Pro Max title as the main event. Uh, that's about the only thing I remember from the show, and I, I remember that being pretty good. Um, but the, you know. And I don't have much memory of it, to be honest. Let me just yeah. see the lineup of. Uh, we had the best stretch man six man against the Brabids and Trade Saber Roshi as a semi main. Um, 
I remember the Yokohama Shopping Street Six Fan Elimination Match. Oh yeah, Hideki Suzuki worked this show well. But yeah, I don't I don't remember yeah, trying no, the undercard. No memory of any of this stuff. The DET Into the Fight 2019 Corrigan on March 21st. Uh, this show I remember liking a lot. Um, first of all, this had the the Michael Nakazawa five on one handicap matches to uh, you know send him off, which then became a six man tag. So that was really funny stuff. And then the main event had the DET Extreme Title two out of three falls match with Hiroshima and Muscle Sakai. Which again, I remember being very funny. Like, there's a whole, there was like a whole dialogue. Um, I can't remember. Like, basically, I think they had to play like almost like red light, green light, or something, right? And yeah. they got like a cell. They get, basically got a cell phone call from uh, Nakazawa, and Nakazawa was like, "Help! My friend set up this promotion in America." Uh, but our other best friend doesn't want to come. And then Hiroshima, I think, is like, oh, you're talking about Kenny and Koda, aren't you? So that was really funny. Um, but yeah, so that 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 match, that made a bit was really funny stuff. So definitely check that out if you like, again, if you're into the comedy stuff. But the big sound to me here is this is the oh, beginning yeah. of the rise of Sendai Girls here, where Chihiro, Dash Chizako, and Mako Satomura defeat all out for the KOD six-man titles in an awesome match. This is one um, of the best DDT matches of the year, without a doubt. Yeah, this, you know, this this one was really really good. I went four and a quarter. Um, you know, it just started out like it started a long, uh, you know, a lot of uh, interaction with the Sendai girls, which is going to continue because Chihiro is going to be in the DO, which is starting this week. So yeah, I mean, like this is kicked off some really good stuff. And this match, if you missed it, definitely one worth going back and checking out. Like even a great finish as well, which uh, but I won't spoil just in case if you haven't seen it yet. But one of those kind of uh, link attacks that links into another attack that just looks fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and this show on the undercard also had Ricky Choshu, which was cool. And you know, Choshu teaming up with Higuchi and Ureno against uh, Kudo and Sakaguchi and Gota Ahashi. It was a payoff of when Ahashi had been in that uh, the Choshu that tag. Yeah, which was, you know, I thought this was a really cool match, and you know, just seeing Choshu and DT was really cool, um, even though he had some not very nice things to say at the end of the match. Um, in the semifinal, with uh, Damnation beating Moonlight Express to kick off their long tag title reign, I thought it was an awesome match as well, a four-star match. So this, looking at looking through the results, remembering it, this might be my favorite cork of the year. It's close, but I think this is this was a really good Corrigan. Yeah, you, you made a good argument for it. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on Into the Fight before I move on? Um, let me just see. Bull James is on the show. Let's skip. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely skip that. I wish he wasn't in the fucking D.O. either. Uh, but yeah, so then moving on then to April 4th. DDT is coming to America in La Boom. You were were you at this or no? I can't remember. You yes, were, I think. Yeah, 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 we I were. Actually, I, I talked to you outside the venue. What am I talking about? Yeah, I was about to bring that uh, up. Yes. Uh, I talk, I'm sorry. I talked to so many people at that show. Yeah, yeah, no, the, no. It's like a very blur that whole day. Uh, but yeah, this was, you know, this, I'm, I'm sure when I, when I come down to giving it a ranking at the end, it might be live bump too. Yeah. But what an incredible experience this was. I mean, you could talk about it too, as far as like being a, you know, someone who ran this blog forever and then seeing, I mean, did you ever think you would see, you know, 700 people or whatever it was? And I actually don't remember what, the, what they claimed, but let me check that out. Uh, 
just crammed into this building. Six fifty is what they said, which it was a sellout. So uh, yeah, very- sold out. Uh, it was kind of one of the better drawing uh, indie shows, if you excuse all the game changer wrestling stuff. But yeah, like kind of still in shock how everything works. Like I think it was just one thing that went wrong in the show, which we'll get to eventually. But yeah, like something to see this move to another country to another audience to and seeing everything click was pretty unbelievable i mean the fans just they knew everybody i they mean there were there were people there who were clearly there because like their friends said to come or whatever but like most of the crowd knew everyone knew like everything that was going on which that blew me away i did not expect that going again because uh i will be honest this is our our DT episodes are not our highest uh, listened to episodes, so I'm always like, you know, you know, how big is the Western DT fan base exactly? But like, clearly there was enough to get uh, a, to, to pack a boom uh, WrestleMania weekend and have everybody know everybody. So that was awesome. Uh, the, the crowd was like the, that was one of my favorite live crowds I've ever been in because they were just so up for everything. They were so into everyone. They were just so excited for everything that happens, and you know. I thought it was a great show. Yeah, and like a fantastic main event as well. That, uh, like, just like the thing with the show heading into it was I wasn't certain if there would be like that amazing match because when other American companies, like when other Japanese companies go to America, they have that exhibition match that just blows everyone's socks off. Like, the thing that comes to my head is obviously the Dragon Gate six man tag. And I couldn't really think what the DDT equivalent would be. And yet, you know, Takashita and Dice Case Sasaki had like just an incredible like main event for the title. Like it, it just blew everything away. Yeah. I mean, I went four and a quarter on that. I also went four and a quarter on Takagi and Mao on the Weapon Rumble, which that probably got the live bump. But that was just such an awesome and funny match, and the crowd loved it. So, you know, I just I thought that was really awesome. But yeah, I mean, the Takashita and Sasaki, I mean, that was like just an awesome main event. Um, right below their judgment match, I thought, like, very close. And, you know, by the end of it, to, to first of all, to have a shocking title change. Like, I don't think anyone in the building thought Sasaki was going to win that match. And then, like, to to then do the endo angle right afterwards. Like, talk about, like, setting the crowd home with an amazing, like, you know, moment at the end. Like, two moments, really. Yeah, it was just absolutely mad. And well, not only that, but you had, like, a ton of the Iron Man uh, title changes sprinkled throughout the show as well so it was just like we hardly had time to catch our breath for anything that, that crowd loves Saki Akai by the way like I, I wasn't expecting that at all but they really love Saki Akai oh I wonder um, why yeah well she's yeah very pretty and and a very good wrestler at this point I mean not maybe not the best of all time or anything but she if you if you look at her now compared to where she was a few years ago it's like she's improved a ton so um, yeah, and we might uh, mention a bit of it later about her seven-match series, so I think she's yeah. uh, really getting into her own now. Yeah, I mean, like, she she used to be very, like, I mean, she used to, like, wrestle, like, a deer on ice skates or something. Yeah, she used to be like like a newborn deer, that's what it was. Yeah, and, like, you know, she, she was very, it seemed like she was almost scared to hit people, but now, now she just fucking kicks people, and it's awesome. So she finally figured out she can just, like, you know, it's Japanese wrestling. You can just kick the shit out of people. It'll look good, and you're allowed to do that. So, um, trying to think what else on the show. I mean, people were Miyu Yamashita and Maki Ito. Again, they only went like seven minutes, but the crowd was so into that match and so into both of them. So that was really cool to see. 
Um, but yeah, the the Iron Man Gauntlet. The oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they they knew Ito's chant as well. He was the cutest in the world, Ito Chan, and they all knew us. Yeah. Uh, the the Ga- Iron Man Gauntlet had the funniest moment of the entire night, where the the what's it called the 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 medical staff for the New York Commission. New York Athletic Commission wouldn't let Kiki Tar wrestle. They were like taking his blood pressure. Like people were just like fucking people around him were just like crying with laughter at that spot. So that was awesome. Well, there was that, but there was also that fan who danced along with Hiwata. Yes, that was you great know the too. one in the front row when like Takagi yes, was, was there I, filming it on the camera. I was like two seats down from that guy. So that was like, yeah, he was like <laughs> right in the front row next to him. He was so into it. So uh, you know, he, I, he's a listener too, so shout out to him. Um, but yeah, so the the main of the main event was awesome as we went over, and there was a lot of Iron Man title changes. But yeah, I don't, I I know a ton of people who were there, including uh, you know Rich from the flagship, who's not like you know the flagship, not always the biggest DT fan, but Rich was like, yeah, that was an amazing show, and I don't know anyone who went to that show who said anything other than that was amazing. So like, even Joe Lanza admits it was a good show. Yeah. Um, as far as the, but yeah, I mean, I, I think DT definitely one of the highlights of the entire weekend and you know i would put them they were the best show i saw all weekend i mean i don't really think it's that close the only thing that was the only show that was even close for me was the stardom show which you know they also had a very good they had a very good show with a busted bottom rope which is you know kind of amazing uh and then the msg was good but like you know you can't really you can't, you can't be that you can't be on the same level when half the show is fucking terrible because yeah, of, yeah, of Honor. That's another conversation for another episode. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it on the ROH episode. All right, so let's see. Uh, after that, we go to back to Corican at the end of the month for well, I think so, month. one thing. Um, recommendation that on the same day back in Japan, the DDT wrestlers who did not go to America held their own show. And the main event was uh, Daisuke Sekimoto and Yuki Ino, which is a good watch if you want to see like two heavyweights smacking each other around. Yes, I told. Thank you for bringing that up. I totally forgot about uh, DT. I do not want to admit that I cannot go to America 2019 in Shinkiba. That whole show was pretty funny, actually. So definitely check that out if you didn't see it at the time. Uh, at the end of the month, we have DT Max Bump on April 29th at uh, or April 28th at Corican Hall. The main event, again, a very, I think, underrated match um, for the KOD openweight title, Tetsuya Endo and Makoto Oishi. Uh, four and a half star match, an awesome match here between a guy that, like, you know, with a guy that I think most people think is a comedy wrestler, but but Oishi just had an amazing match here. And Endo, you know, this was the start of his, you know, sadly short but awesome title reign. So definitely a main event you absolutely want to go out of your way to see if you didn't see it the first time. Yeah, especially since like Oishi has just been the comedy wrestler for the last six years, I think. Yeah, but then like because beforehand he was a K dojo, I think, and like he kind of was a serious wrestler. And it, right. like just a lot of these uh, names on the DDT roster, which you know they're secretly good. Like they don't get to show it off much, but they're secretly good when you give them the chance. Yeah, like Honda, Oishi, you know, um Awashi when you give him like that one big match a year. Awashi, yeah, he was he had he had one in the King of DT, it was great. And Hirata too last year in King of DT. Mm-hmm. Like towards the end of it, like that thing with Endo and everything. He was really good. So uh but yeah, so this was a 
I'm, there's not a ton else that stands out to me reading this other than Honda winning the extreme title from Hirashima here. Uh, anything else worth mentioning? Oh, the Aoki Takashita match it only won seven minutes, but that was really good. I remember liking that. Yeah, that, that was all right. Uh, Kisuke Kura was there with DDT for a few months and he left after this one. Yeah. But yeah, he had a, I don't know what was with him. Like, didn't really stand out much. Yeah. He ended up doing like some pretty good stuff in Dragon Gate, apparently. I saw a little bit of it. Yeah, and uh, uh, here's a sad story. Uh, Yoshiaki Yatsu, uh, you know, legendary wrestler. This was supposed to be the start of a trend where he would do monthly appearances for DDT. But unfortunately, a few months later, he lost a foot to diabetes, I believe. So we... Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, like, like, this is the... Uh, there seems to be a curse with legendary wrestlers in DDT. Yeah. Uh, Akabono's last match was with DDT before his health deteriorated. Uh, Takiyama's last match was with DDT. That's where he got injured. Uh, we have Yatsu here losing a foot. Uh, La Parker won the Iron Man heavy metal title a few weeks ago, and well, his spine's now gone. Uh, the lesson we should take out of this, and I believe I speak for everyone when I say this, is DDT should book Jim Cornette next year. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, let's go. move on. Uh, the King of DET started the following night um, at the Idabashi Green Hall. The Not a ton in the first round that I thought was, um, you know, that I didn't have anything four stars or above, but some there's a solid show as far as, like, seeing a bunch of uh, shorter singles matches other than the main event with uh, Takashita and Ueno. You know, that went 20 minutes, but anything stood out to you in that King of DET first round? Not really. It paled in comparison to last year's version of the... Yeah. I would totally agree with that. Uh, May 6th had the second round. Again, I didn't have anything make my, uh, you know, my four stars or above spreadsheet. So not a ton to mention here other than, you know, the, I remember the main event, Hiroshima and Sasaki being a little disappointed by, you know, only won 13 minutes and, you know, just wasn't as good as I was expecting. Uh, but then the, the final show would redeem itself a little bit. And we'll get to that now. The, Final for the King of DT on May 19th. This show did have three uh, spreadsheet matches. Um, in addition to the the tournament final and semifinal. So I have uh, Takashita and Higuchi in one of the semifinal matches. I went four stars flat on. The final with Takashita and Soma Takao I thought was awesome with four and a quarter. And, you know, even better than both of those, Tetsuya Endo with another incredible KOG Openweight title match against Keisuke Ishii, who, you know, he has a history of coming up big in these title matches. He had a really awesome one with uh, Takashita the year before. But yeah, him and Endo, Endo and Ishii had a four-and-a-half-star match here. Awesome match. So this show, again, as far as, like, wrestling quality, one of the better Corkins of the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not, not every day you have a uh, KOD openweight title match at the mid-card either. So, you know, you're very stacked card here. Uh, anything yeah, well, to say well, the, the, the storyline with that was um, they, they were building up the Endo Sakaguchi match, and it was mm. when I think, yeah, Ishii decided to cash in his right to challenge uh, Gauntlet to get the match, and it was after that where they, Endo had to wrestle a tag match with Sakaguchi in it and got beaten in a minute. Yeah. You remember that angle? Yes, I remember. Yeah. So, there you go. And uh, just in case, I won't get to speak much about him here, but uh, with Ishii, he's doing really well in Ganbei right now. Uh, I saw some of his matches as the independent junior heavyweight champion, and it's kind of in the same 
the same level of skill you see from him as you, you do from this match. So if you get a chance to see Gambert and just want to see their serious stuff, uh, the Kiske issue is where to go. Uh, after that, you have the DDT Wrestle Matsuya Mania on June 2nd in Matsuya Ihime. That's where the Endo Sakaguchi match was. I remember being a little disappointed by that match. I thought it would be uh, a little better than it was, I guess. I still think I went like three and a half on it, but, you know, given who was in it, I thought it would be a little better. Yeah, I was really into that storyline as well because it, it was Sakaguchi yeah. kind of hunting down the damnation wrestlers one by one until he got to Tendo. Yeah. Yeah, but the match never really hit that level. Yeah. Uh, not a ton else that stands out to me here on the rest of the card. Uh, anything I mean, to say about... This was kind of like the peak of Maku Donaruto in DDT. Yep. The so, Hiro uh, and Donaruto tag title match. Yeah, but uh, like the, the, I, I think that gimmick is funny. Uh, I know it's it's the same gay panic jokes you get with Dino, but just the absurdity of a guy doing it in a Ronald McDonald costume is funny. And <laughs> I know that he, he, the home promotion he was with, uh, Udon Pro Wrestling, apparently he's leaving it at the end of the year. So I'm wondering if he's going to be more of a DDT regular in 2020. Yeah, it's very possible. Uh, June 24th has a show from Shinkiba, the DET Sendai Girls All Out Cross Sendai Girls Pro Wrestling Show, which I, this, again, only a five-match show, but uh, one you're definitely going to want to check out because it has just, like, you know, really cool, like, intergender matches, a, a hardcore match with Das Chizako beating Shuma Katsumata. Uh, you have Chihiro Hashimoto defeating Yuki Ino. You have the 20-minute time limit draw, Takashita and Mako, and then you have the main event for the six-man tie titles or All Out regains them from Sendai Girls. So this was kind of like the culmination of that earlier uh, title change and, you know, not the last time we see Sendai Girls, but definitely like one of the bigger moments of the year for them. What do you think of this one? Yeah, this is one of my favorite shows of the year, and especially since top to bottom, it's just like the one story you need to know is these two groups are feuding with each other so you can go in with no other previous experience and just enjoy it from the start to the beginning and it's a very yeah. easy watch as well because i think the show is only like two hours two hours 30 minutes i think is the video file on on universe yeah. something like that it's pretty short but yeah if you are cold on the dt storylines like this is one you can easily just watch without knowing anything prior uh june 30th had the road to wrestle peter pan cork and hall show uh, again, I did not have any uh, note. Uh, I guess spreadsheet matches here, but the main event was Takashita beating Chris Brooks and Shinshiro Takagi in a three-way match. Uh, we also had a tag team title match with Damnation against Yoshimura and Areno. I remember being that being a little disappointed, but uh, you know, still a good match. Um, but yeah, and then this was the was this your made a goodbye match with Sakaguchi? Doesn't say anything special here. I don't think so. No. But, um... Hold on a second. It was like his Roaders goodbye or something, I guess. Might have oh. been. I can't yeah. um, and this had the, I, the 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 one thing on the show I remember really standing out was the mixed martial arts countermeasure gauntlet with Don Chocardino. That was pretty fucking funny. Uh, we went through all these different, uh, you know, martial arts, quote unquote, with like. They got increasingly absurd with the the different people up against him. Yeah, uh, I have the list here. So uh, these all count as mixed martial arts: sambo, boxer size, wrestling, kendo, sumo, swimming, judo, and kabaddi, which is an <laughs> Indian sport that's kind of like a 
British Bulldogs, I think. Swimming with Hirata, right? I think. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, so that, that was a funny match, but not a ton else on this court again that I thought was that interesting. I don't know if there's anything that stands out to you. Well, I, I like the main events just for the uh, kind of crazy hardcore stuff. A lot of plastic boxes that kind of looked dangerous because the finish was. Was I'm trying to remember what the finish was again. I, I think it was uh, Brooks did a diving body press onto a pile of boxes and almost cut his forehead open with them or something. Mm. And then Takashida like came in, did another German suplex onto the cases and got the win. I think. Well, so that's that show. But then, yeah. oh, oh, sorry, go. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. Uh, July July fifteenth, DET Russell Peter Pan, the free show at Old Award Gymnasium. Um, I think you could go either way with this or Ultimate Party for show of the year, but this is my show of the year. I thought this top to bottom is just an incredible show. Um, you know, almost everything on the show is great, but you have the, I'm going to go through some of my favorite highlights. The Yoshiko and Saki Akai only went eight and a half minutes, but I thought that match was great. You know, just under four stars. Uh, the DT Extreme title, the Ippon Light Tube death match, where the, the goal ended up being to... And they didn't explain what this was going to be until we got to the show, if I remember correctly. I just remember the whole thing was like, uh, Asuka wanted to go extreme, and Akita was like, I can only handle one Light Tube. That's the, yeah. only, the only extreme I can handle. So, you the know, they ended Akito, up with... The, the way Akito explained it was... Uh, the tension towards one light tube breaking can be just as exciting as breaking 200 light tubes. So they do this amazing match where like the entire goal, I wouldn't even really call it comedy. It's just more like, um, I don't know, just like, yeah, like, like just dramatics and acrobatics and like just impressive, you know, being able to do this. Like they go almost 12 minutes where the goal is to not break the light tube. And it's just, you know, I went, I didn't really know how to rate it. I went four and a quarter in the end, but like, it's something where like, I would say definitely watch this match. I mean, it was yeah. It's, it's one of the more inventive matches you're going to see this year. Um, but yeah, so definitely watch that. Uh, as far as what else is on the show, then you have the uh, Hideki Suzuki and Yuki Onaya, only eight minutes long, but like that was just a really fun, like you know, one-sided Hideki kind of match. Um, you know, we have another really fun match with Brooks and Takanashi beating Moonlight Express. Um, if I was going to have a disappointment, maybe the the Weapon Rumble with Takagi and Sasazango. Uh, there were a couple funny jokes, but it wasn't like I didn't think it was as funny as the Takagi and uh, you know the Dino one from a couple years ago. But yeah, still, well, you know, there's still the some... only thing of note is like I, I watched that match wrestling. I can see Masashi Takeda getting paired with Forks, but Sanshiro Takagi taking a blood test that does not sit well with me. <laughs> I know I cringe pretty hard too. Uh, oh, that thing is the needle spots. I just cannot stand the needle. <laughs> But that was it was really funny, but also yeah, really, oh, yeah like, hard to get through. Uh, Shin Aoki and Dino, uh, you know that was there was some good comedy there, but not not the greatest match ever. But then the, the double main event, uh, Sasaki and Takao defeating Hiroshima and Yasuo Rano. I went four stars flat on that, an awesome semi main. And the main event, what I think is DT's match of the year, uh, Takashita beating Tetsuya Endo in thirty one thirty eight with the walls of Takashita to win back the title. Uh, I didn't love the title change, so I thought Endo's title reign was, you know, just an awesome title reign, and could have gone even further. But like, you know, this an amazing match here. Like, I went four and three quarters. It's in my uh, overall top ten match of the year list. It's just an awesome, awesome, awesome match. Um, you know, and the cage match rating at nine point five eight. You know, which oh, wow. is you know like one of the highest ratings of the year for any match. Uh, 
you know, I want the, the observer one four and a half. And I know Dave doesn't tend to go that high in a lot of, uh, a lot of DT matches. So I would definitely say, check this out. If you, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, you know, there, a lot of people went five stars on it. And if you didn't go, um, you know, if you, if you didn't go five, I, I, I didn't quite go five, but I went very close. And if you went five, I can totally understand it. Cause this is an amazing match. Yeah. Excellent match. Like, um, I think only if you are sick of 20 minute main event matches this year, like that might be the only reason you won't watch it. But if you don't mind that, like this is spectacular. Like, um, is this, so I was going to say, this has to be the best, this has to be the best Takashita Endo match, right? Cause I can't yeah. think of oh, yeah, yeah. the one from the one I was in the, you, uh, you were there too, two years ago. Oh no, you weren't there. You were you went in 2016. In two in 2017, Peter Pan. Uh, that was a grip of four. Like I think I went like four and a quarter uh, at Peter Pan 2017. But this one to me like blew it away. Yeah, no, I think, think this was like a, a lot of back work in this one as well, which leads to the finish, and it's something very different from what they did previously. Yeah. So that, that kind of plays into it as well because it's just uh, it's not just the same match they had two years ago. But a, but a really spectacular, you know, a really still like a really spectacular match too. I mean, it has the psychology, like you're saying with the back, but they just do some incredible spots too. So it felt like a very, you know, modern match. I guess is the best way to put it. Like it, it very like, um, you know, it still has a psychology under underpinning it with the back work, but it's also just like a very much like a big moves, you know, modern Japanese wrestling main event. So definitely one, you know, you should go out of your way, your way to say. Uh, any other thoughts on Russell Peter Pan? Um, let me just see. No, I think we mentioned everything here. I don't remember the Battle Royal for the Iron Man title. Uh, it was mostly just that comedian guy hitting on a what's your name? The the hitting on Saki Akai, I think, was the main thing. Yeah, so. and th- this might have been you uh, made his last. Oh, not Saki Akai. I'm sorry, uh, Kamifuku. Oh. Yuki Kamifuku. Oh, he right, kept hitting. Yeah. He but- kept hitting on Yuki. But I think this show was uh, Kota Umeda's last match because I remember he did the undercard match with the Keigo Nakamura, the new rookie they have. Mm. So they did that, and I, he was in like a special DNA match in the opener as well. So, th- so he his last show I think was July twenty first. Oh, twenty first. Yeah, okay. I see him in the yeah, I see him in the opener. So I think that was it for him. But let's see. Um, but no, the, the DNA out. tag it, it was a Higuchi and the Katsu. Kazusada Higuchi and Ryota Nakatsu against Naomi. No, sorry. What am I doing here? Uh, yeah, Higuchi and Nakatsu against Umeda and Koki Iwasaki. So, yeah, yeah, that was actually pretty good. Uh, so, July 21st does have his last match, which was Umeda, Bailey, Shimatani, and Katsumata against Shimamura, Watase, Yoshimura, and Reino, which also was kind of like a DNA match, but not, you know, I mean, I guess not counting Bailey. But that was on July 21st, the DT Summer Vacation Korokan. What is the next show we're going to talk about here? Um, this had the the King Potato Chip Dragon Potato Mask match, which is like I can say quite definitively the best eight man tag involving two potato chip mascots I've ever seen. Uh, like this, this was way better than it had any right to be with uh, Awashi as King Potato Chips, Asuka Godahashi and Masakanashi beating uh, Honda as Dragon Potato Mask, Akito. Uh, Kazuki Hirata and Saki Akai only won seven minutes, but I remember that being really fun. Um, you know, another really fun six man with Hideki, Hideki Suzuki, Ken Oka, and Sasadango beating Hiroshima, Shinchiro Takagi, and Shinya Aoki. 
the semi-main had Sasaki and Takao retaining the tag titles against Hiroshi, Amato, and Joey Ryan. That I didn't like that much. It went seven, a little long at 17 and a half minutes. But the main event, if you're, again, like like uh, Jamie was saying, if you're not tired of open 30-minute uh, main events, uh, Takashita beating Chris Brooks to retain the open weight t- KOD open weight title, that was an awesome match. I went four and a quarter on it. Or no, I think I went four flat on it. But yeah, still definitely worth checking out. A little long and you know does drag at times, but still an awesome main event. Yeah, but Brooks has been a revelation for DDT this year. Like I'm normally into him as a tag wrestler more than singles, but uh, he really brought it. And he's kind of the time he was in DDT, you can really sense there was kind of a, a new sense of life in the company because he was like capturing the spirit of the company very quickly. He fits in really, really well, and you know, like they, you, you remember how they they first debuted him, right? So, w- w- an example of like this when when DT does this, it always makes me laugh really hard. So, New Japan did that video to tease what ended up being John Moxley, but because they they did like a fake out with a British flag, a lot of people thought it was going to be Chris Brooks, and then DDT, like before New Japan reveals who it is. DT does like a parody version to and says Chris Brooks is coming, which is fucking hilarious. First of all, it removed Chris Brooks from the consideration for the New Japan thing, but second of all, it was just really funny that they did that because a lot of people thought it was Chris Brooks and like, well, we're bringing in Chris Brooks, let's just shoot the an almost shot for shot remake of that uh, yeah, and- Times Up video. <laughs> Someone made a comparison video like side by side, and like it's not online anymore. I wish I downloaded it while I had the chance, but it like it was as accurate as they could do it. <laughs> it was so fucking. And it was who's like is Higuchi in it or something? Somebody's in it, like as a. It was. I think the, it was uh, uh, Imanawi. Uh, do you know Imanawi from the Gambe? <laughs> it so, yeah, it's so fucking funny. So uh, that was that was great. So yeah, whenever DT parodies New Japan, it's always really funny to me. And they did they've done a couple really good ones. Uh, I'm going to talk about one of them later, but like uh, the, another big one from this year that's I guess more like a Bushiro parody, you could say. But yeah, I mean, they, there's a couple ones that are really funny. And you know, uh, last year when they did that parody of the the Golden Lovers reunion, uh, that was really funny too. So you know, when they whenever they do do the, the New Japan parody, they're usually pretty funny. If you um, like that, they're going to be doing stardom a bunch now, so uh, keep your eyes out for that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I was referencing, actually, oh, is it, but yeah. Are, are we talking about the Miyako one, or is it not? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, But yeah, so the July 21st show, some good stuff there, definitely worth checking out. Uh, let's see what's next here. The Oh, the Beer Garden shows are next. So Beer Gardens, my, my big problem here is this happens right in the middle of the fucking G1. So trying to keep up with, uh, let me count, one, two, three, four, five. It looks like six, seven, yeah, seven straight shows. Huh? Yeah, Uh, a week-long show, so it's like seven. Yeah, it's really difficult. It's really difficult to keep up with them all, you know, when you're also trying to keep up with the G1. So I only end up seeing like a little bit here and there. But uh, yeah, it's just a really... It's a lot of stuff, um, but but I have to say, if you're ever in Japan during Beer Garden, which I was lucky enough to be two years ago, make sure you go to them because they're so fucking fun, you know, live in person. Like they, that, those two uh, Beer Garden shows I went to, which was like a a DNA one with like the, they did like a one day tournament that Yoshimura won, and then the DT one that night, which is like I think the final one. 
Uh, they have like the ghost story match and some other stuff like that. And the, and the, the fans choose the, the main event Anyways. teams. Yeah. I mean, that was such a fucking fun show and like, or both of them were such, such fun shows. And I mean, the atmosphere is, is just so cool. It's like one of those things where like, I don't know, like it, it's like nothing else I've ever been to. It's just people standing around drinking beer, you know, drinking uh, those chew highs and, you know, eating random food they brought in and stuff. It's just a, such a cool vibe. But yeah, so and definitely check out Beer Garden if you're ever in Japan. It's also a show where the wrestlers themselves kind of get to unwind and just like blow off steam with whatever ideas they come up with. Yeah. Does anything stand out to you from this year's Beer Garden? It would be the, the Lariat match. Like every year they do uh, Lariat Pro Wrestling, which is just a bunch of wrestlers doing Lariats while music of famous wrestling Lariats play. So you hear Sunrise, you hear Jay, you hear... Uh, well, they, they changed it up because I think they did uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and they just started doing Bobby Yeh's. <laughs> That's really cool. So, uh, but yeah, so check out those Beer Garden shows. I need to go back and watch some of them probably, but yeah, you know, there's always some good stuff. Uh, after that, we have the next Corican. If I can get to it. Wow, they did a lot of stuff between that. Okay, August 25th, Summer Vacation Memories 2019. At Corican Hall, uh, this show I, I would say was probably a little bit on the weaker side for Corican's. There was not a ton here that stands out to me, except for um, you know Santina Morella making his appearance. That was pretty funny. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that they just used his WWE theme song. Um, and then the the main event, a lot of people liked a lot more than me, so maybe this is worth checking out. Uh, the Extreme Title Ladder Match with Jiro, Ikemen Kurishio retaining against Daisuke Sasaki. Uh, I only went like three and a half on it, but I know a lot of people went four plus, so uh, you might want to check that out. Uh, and this did have the the Saki and Sue Young tag match, which was, you know, where they took on Asuka and Makoto when you had Saki debuting her her zombie character, which was, uh, you know, quite frightening. She did a very good job walking around like a zombie, not in control of her body. So uh, that was something. Yeah, I'll just say, like, this was the same day as the Tokyo Joshi Pro and Koken, and that was the Sue Young Yuka Sakazaki match. Mm, so, that's uh, an awesome match. Yeah, yeah. Like just to bring in the Tokyo Joshi talk, like watch that one. Yeah, uh, and it's also the, the the team up of the two potato chips against Yamato and Hirata. That was also very funny. So there's some good, some really good comedy on the show, actually. But like. Uh, as far as like big time matches, I think you have to go anywhere to say. I don't really think there was a ton here, but definitely yeah, not the worst cork or anything. Though. A, a good show to jump on if you ever just need to see a, like a DDT show without too much consequence. Yeah. Uh, September 1st, Osaka Octopus at EDO number two. Uh, this show, I, I would call this my most disappointing DDT show of the year. I thought that there was just like. You know, there was a chance. Like, this card on paper, I thought was going to be, I guess, a lot better than it was. I, You know, there was still some good stuff. But, like, uh, the, o- the O40 title recycle weapon rumble with Takagi and Ken Oka, I guess I thought that was going to be funnier than it was. It was cool to see some old references. But, like, I would definitely put that towards the bottom of weapon rumbles. Um, the tag title match I didn't think was that good. Uh, Sasaki and Takao against Jiro and Higuchi. Uh, the main event, Takashi and Aoki, I only went three and three quarters, so still a great match, but you know, not like quite four star level. Um, the, my favorite thing on the show was probably the Iron Man title rumble with Asuka, uh, Puma King, Hirata, Mad Polly, Masu Takanashi, Saki Kai, and Yuni. That was probably the best thing on the entire show. So, um, you well, know, uh, uh, of... uh, 
for, for two guys I don't see much of, uh, John Masioka and Kuhei Kinoshida, like, uh, they had a match with Yahashima and Mao, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was, that was a, they're like local soccer pro guys, I guess. Yeah, and so. I think Masioka does some Basawa work every now and then. So there you go, that's another recommendation. But yeah, I just thought this was like, yeah, I don't know, like it, it felt like it was missing something, and uh, especially being on the same day as the, the this one also was a back-to-back for Tokyo Joshi, and I thought I did think Tokyo Joshi's Osaka show blew them out of water. Like that, that, that was an awesome show, uh, the Tokyo Joshi Osaka show from earlier in the day. Whereas this was like a, you know, it was fine, but a little disappointing, I thought. Well, I mean, the, the Osaka Octopus shows, like, they, they never really do that well. Like, they, they also, every couple of years, DTT tries to do a push to get into the Osaka market, and it, and it doesn't really stick. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, I remember that last year was it last year, or two years ago, there was like a main event with like Black Buffalo and uh, Mayu Kishiwada against or Big that, Boss that, Mag, whatever you want to call him. No, that, that was for uh, you know, the shows you can only match to he puts together, right? Right, right. So it was like was, a, his anniversary show, I think. So that was not that they they took on, I think, Takashi and Hiroshima. I think, I think that was an awesome match, so. That that's like the best thing I can remember from Osaka in the last like a couple of years, but it, it was a rough year for a lot of promotions trying to draw on Osaka. I mean, all Japan uh, tried to do Kento and Miyahara or Kento and uh, Zeus, and you know, in, at Osaka number two and kind of bombed. Oh, geez, uh, that, that, was that the one the same day as uh, Sasaki and Dino in Sumo Hall? Is that the one I'm thinking? Yeah, or I think I think that, that's. Because I remember no, there was kind of controversy over that because that was the matter where Dino wrestled completely naked and that was the front cover news story on Weekly Pro Wrestling that week. And there was complaints about how why is this the main story and not Kento Miyahara winning back the triple crown. Oh, so that was last yeah, that was last that was uh that was uh the Yokohama show, I believe. Oh, okay. So this okay. is so this is this year I'm talking about from Osaka where they went back with Kento and Zeus and uh Indio number two this year. Which have been also a match that did Idiom number one last year, and you know it, it, it didn't even sell out Idiom number two. So, uh, you know, I think all Japan had some difficulties there. There's there another promotion I was thinking of that didn't do that well in Osaka, but I can't remember, maybe Noah or something. But yeah, it, it, it's it's a hard market for anyone to draw out of the new Japan and kind of Dragon Gate, I guess. I think Dragon Gate still does okay, but you know that's like their home region. So, uh. September 29th, DET, who's going to top 2019 at Corican? First of all, do you want to? We should mention this is usually like when they do the general election, they dropped it this year. Uh, do you know the reason for that? Was it just because AKB dropped their general election? Yeah, I think so. That, that and also, like, it, we've kind of had the same winners over and over going through it, mm-hmm. and it's been a bit repetitive. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing is like, yeah, you get that one wrestler who charts highly, but it's like you know, everyone votes for Dino, everyone votes for Hiroshima, and no one votes for Takashita. That, <laughs> that, that might be the big reason why they. That might be the big reason why they stopped. push do not get votes. Yeah, so I remember who was it? Like it was Masa Takanashi that got like the big out of nowhere voting push last year, right? Yeah, but it started off with Maki Ito because all of the foreigners voted for her. But then I think uh, Takanashi stole it. Yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we didn't get a general election this year. Which I, I did kind of miss it, but I, I totally understand their, you know, first of all, if, if the, the thing you're parroting is dropping it, you probably are going to end up dropping it too, just because it's like, well, you know, 
And if you don't know the whole story behind that, uh, AKB not doing the election, it's a long and mostly depressing story. So if you don't, if you're not into it's idol culture, yeah, I wouldn't recommend looking that up, honestly. But yeah, so I, I don't think they're going to bring it back, though. I think that's yeah. I think we're done with the general election. I just but had yeah, that so moment. Who, of, you know, I'm just saying. I just had that moment of dread where I, because of DDT, I know what the AKB48 story is. I, <laughs> that's just weird. Uh, who's going to top 2019? This had this had some good stuff. Um, in September 29th, two two matches I really liked the KOD tag team titles, Daisuke Sasaki and Soma Takao against Akito. And Yuki Ino, that was an awesome match. of four and a quarter. Uh, you know, that was the semifinal. And the main event, the DET Extreme title three-way elimination, which also was for a spot in the Ultimate Party main event because they decided they were going to do, um, you know, champion versus champion. Again, beating New Japan to the punch by two months, which, which I thought was funny. But Hiroshima beats Jiro and Endo in 2001 to become the new champion. I went four stars flat on that. Another awesome match. So some really fun. cool stuff here. Yep, very fun match. Uh, gorgeous Matsuno beating Takagi for the over 40 title was way more fun than you would probably expect it to be if you, uh, you know, just see those two names. I mean, like, they're like Matsuno basically, like, you know, I don't know, like fighting through, you know, all these moves from Takagi was, you know, it got like way more serious than you would expect. So that was something. He, and then Takashi had a resurgence because um, he's doing like bodybuilding competitions in his time off and doing quite well in them. Like he's almost, he's in his what, either late fifties or early sixties, but like the guy is in much better shape than you give him credit for. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've been looking at back here. I think he's 58. Let me see if that's correct. Cause I'm just curious. But like he, he, do, he does like the senior so good for the best body in Japan. Yeah. So I got that exactly right. Wow. 58. He's born April 18th, 1961. There you go. Uh, but yeah, and then this also has Takashita and Asuka, which was really good. Uh, you know, about 11 and a half minutes, and uh, honestly left me wanting more. Um, you know, you have... Well, the... What do you think about... Um, because Takashita got a back injury a few days before that match took place. Uh, he, he he was uh, doing weightlifting, and I think there was a video of it on his Twitter account where he attempted a deadlift of something and his back just went out. Mm-hmm. So he he went into this match kind of sending his back and being very grounded while Asuka's trying to just fuck with him. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good match, but uh, you know they to- told the story they were trying to tell. You know, and there's more in the tank if they ever want to go back to it. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is again one of the one of my favorite Corkins of the year. Very strong show. Uh, let's see. After that, we get to October 27th, the pre-Ultimate Party, ready to go, Ryogoku Big E Festival. Uh, this one, you know, it's, it did have a main event that I really liked, the two out of three falls uh, six-person tag with um, Takashida, Kenoka, and Shoko Nakajima beating Hiroshima, Izami Kodaka, and Yuka Sakazaki in about 20 minutes. I went four stars flat on that, so that's a really good main event worth yep. checking really out. Uh, the rest of the card kind of just there. I don't know. I mean, Endo and Jiro, um, I, it didn't quite get to like four star level for me, but like the storyline with like Jiro, the, the crowd turning on Jiro, <laughs> that was really funny. Like so, you, you, started, just watching it for the entrances, and you'll you'll get your money's worth out of it. And they they just started chanting bad at him, which I thought was really funny. They're like Wari, Wari. That was really funny. Um, but yeah, and then there's you know there's some other good stuff. The 
Um, you know, the semi main was pretty good with Brooks and Takanashi beating, uh, oh God, I can never pronounce this, Natalius? N- N- I don't know. Yoshimura no way. Oh, that team. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I mean that, that is uh, Ueda and Yoshimura's tag team, and I, they've gotten better as the year got on, so I'm going to have high hopes that they'll have a good 2020. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not not else a ton, not not a ton else interesting on this show, but some some good stuff. So, you know, with yeah, just before we go on to the next show, just to go back a bit, nineteenth uh, of October probably has my favorite show name of the year. We are Goku Colonel Sanders twenty nineteen <laughs> because it's in, it's, like... <laughs> it's in the We are Goku KFC Hall. It's so fucking funny. I know when I saw that, I was like, oh, only DT would do that. But there you go, We are Goku Colonel Sanders. Oh, I love DDT. After that, we get to November 3rd, Ultimate Party, DDT group, big set. Oh, did I skip the thing you want to talk about, by the way? The, the pool match? Oh, we absolutely did. Let me see what date was that. Uh, that, was yeah, back in, I just... that was back in June. Wow. That was back in the summertime. But yeah, like um, for many people, uh, if your experience of DDT was hearing about the outdoor wrestling shows that happen on campsites and uh, team parks and whatever, this one here, when he just found a swimming pool and just went buck wild in it, is probably like completely matches that kind of chaos and captures that sense of fun that I haven't seen since those earlier matches. And you know, Brooks was just an MVP of this match. Like you could tell, he wanted to do absolutely everything he could. Yeah. So that's that one. Definitely check that out if you missed it. Yeah, November third. So just one more thing. Like that's the spot where he was it him and uh, was it cats? Yeah, it was Shamba Katsumata doing the figure four leg lock on a water slide, and it reverses as they were sliding down. Yes, that was awesome. Like yeah, uh, November third, the DT Ultimate Party 2019 DT Group Big Set from Ryogoku. Uh, this is another one where I'm not going to beat you up if you have this as your show of the year. I mean, it, it's real close with this and um, Peter Pan. Um, we don't have to go into a ton of detail because I did just cover this a few weeks ago on it's the show. But like, show. Yeah, but it's a really good show. I mean, like, just as far as like everything on the show being at least good to, you know, four matches, I had four stars or better. Um, the Omega and Riho against Honda and Yamashita match, four and a half stars. That was fucking awesome. Uh, again, one of those matches where Honda got to show, like, really what he was made of, and that he could hang, you know, with a Kenny Omega in the ring, just have like a really good tag match. I mean, it really there's some comedy, but there's, you know, it's not a ton of comedy. It's a lot of like more like just impressive intergender spots and stuff. Yeah. So, they got the humorous stuff out of the way already. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and so like, uh, like, Mio Yamashita, that like that was one of my favorite performances from her this year. Yeah, she was awesome. Uh, Shoko Nakajima and Yuka Sakazaki for the Princess of Princess title. Uh, you know, four and a quarter. Awesome match here. And they they really won over a crowd that was not that into the match when it first started. So you got to give them a lot of credit there. Oh, yeah. Um, very emotional as well because I think those two were pretty much in tears by the time the match ended. Yeah. And they, they were clearly moved by the reaction. Uh, the main event, Takashita and Hiroshima, the double title match, went four and a quarter. Uh, to me, not nearly at the level of their match from uh, Saitama a few years ago, which I went, believe, four and three quarters on, but still an awesome match. Yeah, and uh, I think this was where they pretty much stole New Japan's Tundra, and not not just the uh, double title thing, but they were pretty much ripping off Tanahashi's storyline from Tokyo Dome as well. Yeah, 
I mean, Kudo was great. Kudo was like the Shibata of that storyline, basically. Where like, you know, he stepped away from the ring. He, we don't know if and when it would turn, but he was like, "I'm not ready for our generation to be done." And you know, he just was great cheering on Hiroshima in this match. So he really added a lot to it. Yeah, uh, and the other match I won't. Well, oh, no, the only downside is that like we're kind of in this holding pattern with DDT main events where it's just going to be either Takashida or Hiroshima as the guy to hold the title. And like Hiroshima, like he's still good, but he's a ten-time champion now. He's still the same wrestler he always is. I don't know how much longer he should be, like the main event guy. Yeah, I think this probably might be his last run, but I don't mind doing one last big run now. So. Oh yeah, but my worry is more like uh, DDT doesn't have anyone to replace him with. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the other match I went four stars on, which you know was maybe a little, I, I thought I just thought this was really great. The Union Pro Max title, Masa Takanashi beating Ryuichi Sekine and 959. So a, a you know a quick match, but a really really fun one while it lasted. So one definitely worth checking out. I'm very excited to see uh, Masa defend against Izami Kodaka on the Sumo Hall show. So or not Sumo Hall, the Corican Hall, Basara show. If only you Sumo Hall. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, uh, just for this show, like the, the final four matches, which is the oh, everything we've mentioned so far, and the princess tag title match as well. Yeah. But, so uh, like, the other thing I wanted, to, uh, the other thing I wanted to call out too, the independent world junior title, even though it only went seven and a half minutes, but uh, Ishii and Abe, that was a really fun one, and the pre-show, the Iron Man <laughs> Battle Royal. I mean, look. These things are always going to be a certain level of good, you know, like they're they're always going to be fun. But this is one of my favorite Iron Man battle royals in a long time. Uh, between the chair beating Shota and the chair beating the other chair before they came out, uh, which reminded me of like the, the Yakatori winning from a few years ago. And then here at that, starting out with the chair and then Yoshihiko and then uh, Pokotan. And he was like so distraught by all these non-human opponents he tried to eliminate himself and then when uh i think shota comes out finally he's just like he yells out a human finally like he's so happy to have another human uh so that was really funny and then the end with uh with gorgeous matsuno like singing you know all the way through everybody be- trying to attack him and you know him eliminating no most everything. of the rest huh him no selling everything yeah, it's no selling everything. And then he like he choke slams Hirata <laughs> or somebody like right in the middle of the song. I think it's is it Antonio Honda on commentary who just yells choke slam, choke slam. like he's so I think so. Well the other thing was like you know Hirata <laughs> likes to do that karate chop to the neck that knocks people out. Like Matsuno was no selling it, but I think it actually helped his singing as he did it because it gave him the quiver of the voice to hit that high note. Yes, so that was amazing. I mean, this is one of the funniest fucking matches of the year. Um, I mean, I, I was like, I was like crying with laughter during the match. No shit. So, and then he loses anyway, of course. After he does, like that's like the ultimate, the ultimate punchline where he he finishes the song, he thanks the crowd, he goes to do the the gorgeous just, superstar elbow, yeah. and misses it. <laughs> just pins him. I mean, I'm like cracking up just thinking about it. It was so fucking funny. But. Uh, anything to add about that match or anything else on Ultimate Party? Um, just that they brought back the ten man tag titles. I still don't know why. It's it, that it, it was funny just bringing them back again. I think, but I don't know if they're gonna defend them again. But uh, but yeah, this is another another really awesome show. An example of that, you know, DDT 
big show that I think everybody everybody really loves. They just throw everything up a wall, and, and you just get so much different stuff on the show. So. And I don't think it was as long as I thought it would be. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like a four-hour show that doesn't five hours. Yeah. Uh, and then just this, actually today, as we record this, November 24th, uh, the God Bless DDT Corkin show. Um, this this had some good stuff, especially the 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 uh, tag match with Takashita and Jiro against Honda and Yamashita. I thought that was awesome. I went four stars on. Um, you know, so that was a really good, um, what was it, third from the top. It went 1407 uh, when Ike ended up pinning Honda with a moonsault press. So that was my big highlight. Also, uh, Sukasa Fujimoto beating Saki Akai in the seven-match series, um, which I thought was really good. The three-and-three-quarter star match with the Japanese Ocean Cyclone Suplex. Uh, really, like, got to show, like, Saki all fired up, and, you know, they were they, they had a really fun match there. Um, the Iron Man Battle Royal was, again, really, really funny because uh, – so you had the the sponsor Nakano from uh, Soken Holdings, who just kept paying everybody off to to turn on Hirata. Uh, it started like before the match where he, you know, Makoto Oishi is giving the speech about how he hates these these people outsiders coming into wrestling, and then um, Nakano pulls out a, a, a ten thousand yen bill, which is like a hundred dollars, and hands it to him, and he's like, "I'm going to help you win that Iron Man title." He changes immediately, and then you know, the, these wrestlers keep running out, and they keep. Uh, you know, he keeps paying them off, and then Oscar like takes the ten thousand yen bill and won't, and won't, you know, doesn't won't take it, won't turn on here at that. But then he just pulls out a second one, and she's like, "Now I'm good," and then just immediately starts beating up uh, here at and then here at starts talking about how you know all these uh, these low card wrestlers who just only in it for the money. You're gonna see a real uh, what real love of wrestling is like when Awashi comes out, and Awashi comes out, he doesn't take the money at first. But then they announce over the loudspeaker that, uh, Awashi, we need you at merch because all the Silk and Holdings people sold out all your merch. We need more merch. And he immediately <laughs> turns on Irita. And I was just like fucking dying at that point. Uh, so, yeah, like that was just an amazing match, as you'd expect. But, and there's the payoff at the end where uh, the employee, Nakano, he tries to do Lane Maker. Yes. Yep. And uh, Hirata no sells it, of course. But. Yeah, the Raid Maker joke is really is funny. But then he wins he wins the title anyway because uh or, so Oishi hits he hits uh Hirata with a belt attack and you know he, so Nakano pins Hirata when becomes the champion, which is his goal, the one thousand four hundred forty third champion. And then Oishi immediately turns on him and schoolboys him to t- to win the title, and he takes his fucking wallet too. Uh Oishi is amazing. I love him. Uh, but yeah, anything anything else stand out from this Corkin that we just watched? I, mean, the, I guess like I, I kind of uh, had the TV on in the background watching it uh, as I was trying to write up the reports. But like, from what I've seen of Hashim and Yuki Eno, that, that was the main event. It, it was pretty good. Uh, like Eno still kind of green, still needs a lot of work, but I can see him kind of if um don't know well, actually, the big upset of the show where Sasuke that's pretty important, I think. Yeah, I think you were breaking up there. I'm not sure if it was on my end or on the record, but you were talking about Sasuke pinning Shin Aoki, right? Yep. Okay, so yeah, I mean, that's going to set up a Corrigan, uh a Corrigan singles match next month, it looks like. But yeah, who whoever thought yeah. you'd see Sasuke pin Aoki with the basically... 
the vertical drop layman shock in 1045. He pins him clean, basically. That was, that was well, To be fair, Sassadango has always said, hit that move three times, you have a 100% match, a 100% chance of winning. And that's what happens. <laughs> like, it works. And he, and uh, I think the only he, other recommendation is uh, like the tag title match uh, between Damnation and the Calamari Drunken Kings, which is Brooks and Takanashi. That, that was pretty decent as well. Yeah, it started out with like, uh, I'm, I'm, I think I tweeted like I was ready to be like, oh, it's just an angle. It's not much of a match. But then they had a really fun closing stretch that kind of like pulled it out and made it, you know, worth watching. So, and they, they, they also like, you know, swerved you a little bit where you think, uh, you know, you think it's going to end up with a, you know, you I, think the chances have the, split up. Yeah, and like they swerve you and have Soma come back and help them help Sasaki retain. Uh, there's also Drew better than a lot of Corkins recently. This Drew uh, 1,214 fans, which is you know, uh, you know, a lot. But they were they, before they were like there were some Corkins this year that didn't hit a thousand. So I wonder if people are really into the Yuki Ino title challenge or. Uh, well, just, I mean that know. that's the bright side of having Hiroshima as champion all the time. Like he does have his fans. Yeah. Like he, so, he's an old reliable for a reason. But yeah, so definitely a, a, a I would say a good show. Not like a top tier Corican, like some of the other ones we mentioned that I thought were the best ones of the year, but definitely like a, a solid Corican. Yeah, and it's kind of going to be uh, maybe like the last regular DDT show for the rest of the year because we're going into the tournaments. Yeah, so that's pretty much it then. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's why... I, that, sorry, that, that's going to be kind of the entire focus of DDT for the rest of January, sorry, the rest of November and December. Right, and that's that's why I put DDT first this year in review series, because it's like, you know, this is pretty much the end of their quote-unquote regular year, and then the rest of the year, like you're saying, is the DO, which we'll talk about in a sec, and, you know, the New Year's Eve tag shuffle tournament and stuff. So um, I guess before you move on to looking ahead... What would you say? What What are your big takeaways from DET's 2019? I, I wonder if this was a transition year. It's just I can't figure out what it's transitioning into. Um, like, you know, Takashida's kind of run as a champion has ended for now. And while he, I think this was his best in-ring year, he's kind of done it all. And I don't know what he should be doing in his future other than maybe the teasers of AEW. Um, you know, Hiroshima, like it's nice that Hiroshima's champion again, but it's like something I've I've seen so much over the time of being a DDT fan that I'm a little tired of it. I kind of hope they can figure out to do something fresh with them. The uh, I think the tag team tone, sorry, the tag team scene has been good with uh, Damnation holding the belts for most of the year, and I I like the team of Ueno and Yoshimura. Hopefully, they spring into something fantastic over the next twelve months. Everything else is kind of. Kind of same old, same well, yeah, same old, same old. I'd say, like you, you kind of know what you're getting with DDT. Yeah, I mean, I would say it was it's not my favorite DDT year, but definitely a you know since I started, I've only been watching them for about three years, and I would say this is I like this better than 2018, just because the um, you know the uh, what's it called rain, the Erie rain was such a disaster that that kind of almost tanked a lot of the year for me. Yeah, but he, he's like, OWE's problem now. Yeah. And, you know, 20, 2017, though, I definitely thought was better than this year. But still, I mean, this is, you know, DET is in a lot of ways like pizza, you know? Like, it's always going to be good, even when it's not, like, clicking on all cylinders all the time. And I think, to me, the highlight of the year was uh, Tetsuya Endo's title reign. I thought he was an awesome champion, you know, doing that whole new, that weird little New York thing where he's like, I'm a New Yorker now, was, was funny and interesting. 
And he, he still yeah. mentions it with the cool shield stuff because Jiro's going yeah. to happen soon. Yeah. So I think he had an awesome title reign as far as match quality. If if I could change anything, I definitely would have kept him as champion until like, you know, Ultimate Party at least. But uh, you know, they didn't. Hopefully, they go back to him this year because this coming year because I thought he was an awesome champion. I don't know because he he dropped down the card order pretty quickly after that title loss. Like yeah. oh, I know he had the stuff with Hiroshima and Tatsuya Endo, but like right now he has nothing going on. Yeah, so maybe you know, maybe it's just setting up a, a big shock Dio win or something. Who knows? But I guess we'll wait and say. Um, but yeah, that's my big takeaway from the year. I love the I love the Endo rain. Uh, I liked the Takashita Sasaki title match, and you know, I wasn't quite as into the Takashita winning the belt back, but. You know, now we'll see what happens with Hiroshi Marine. And I, I haven't seen it nearly as much as you, so maybe that's why it doesn't feel, you know, quite as, like, same old, same old to me. But I guess we'll see. Yep, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, so I, I enjoyed the year overall. Definitely. There was nothing that, like, felt like it totally crashed and burned like that area title reign did last year. So uh, let's see what else is coming. Let's let's do upcoming stuff before we do awards. That, that makes sense to me. So the big thing coming up, obviously, is the DL Grand Prix, which starts uh, on November 29th in Yokohama Radiant Hall. So the two blocks here, the A block has Konosuke Takashida, his third appearance, and he's a he won he won what last year or the year before? I can't remember. Yeah, the last one. He won she, last she, year. Okay. won the first one. Right, right, right. Um, Tetsuya Endo is making his third appearance. Uh, Keisuke Ishii making a second appearance. Yuki Ureno, Yugi Ino, Chris Brooks, and Chihiro Hashimoto are all making their first appearance in the tournament. So that's the A block. Uh, some really exciting stuff there. I really can't wait to see Chihiro uh, from Sunday Girls mix it up with some people in the A block. Um, so we'll definitely some cool some cool matches here. And Ishii against Endo and Takashida. He's had really good matches with both of them. So that could be some really good really good stuff there. Yep. Uh, who anyone stand out to you as the obvious winner? I think you could really go you know, with a lot of different directions in this block. If Endo's going to win the tournament, obviously he would win. You could have Takashita make the finals, even if he's not going to win. You could have Ishii make the finals as a big upset, or maybe even like Chris Brooks or even Shihiro. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you kind of said everything there. <laughs> uh, like, the thing is, I don't see like Ueno and Eno uh, being top point getters in the book in the block yeah uh b block you have harashima his third appearance and a one-time runner-up daisuke sasaki and soma takao in their third appearances yukio sakaguchi in his second appearance and then first appearances for naomi yoshimura bull james and masato tanaka uh unfortunately bull james is kind of stinking up the block here i'm not a big fan of him but uh masato tanaka is awesome i mean look you get to see I mean, I'm really excited for Yukio Sakaguchi versus Masato Tanaka. That's just kind of like a really could be a really crazy match. Uh, who stands out to you as a winner here? Anybody obvious? I I think if they want to go with the outside shot, Soma Takeo, because I, I think yeah. he's uh, like as a tag team, he's uh, done pretty well this year. Like he he has that new uh, vertebrae finisher that's been winning matches, and he always has the, the what's the official endless waltz. And yeah, like uh, I, it's just like, like I said, it, there's always the same predictability. With, like Hiroshima and Daisuke Sasaki would be obvious favorites, but um, 
if they want to go take a shot with someone new, like give someone to KO, wouldn't complain about it. Uh, you could also see maybe Masao Tanaka as the outsider winning the block if he's not going to win the entire tournament, maybe. I don't I know. They, they just did that with Koshi Izaki in the last one, so I don't think they did. That's true. Uh, okay, so let's go through some of the... I'm going to go through the schedule here. It starts November 29th at Yokohama Radiant Hall. Uh, you have Naomi Yoshimura and Bull James. Are these in order of the actual matches? I don't know. I know this is just like a block order. Okay, so let's just go through them. So we have Takashita versus Yuki Ino. Ishii versus Ureno and Chris Brooks against Chihiro in the A block. And then Hiroshima versus Yukio. Soma Takao versus Masao Tanaka and Yoshimura versus Bull James in the B block. Anything stand out to you there? Brooks and Hashimoto. I imagine Brooks is really looking forward to that match. Uh, The next night at Yokohama Radiant Hall has Takashita versus Ishii in the A block. Endo versus Brooks. Ureno versus Hashimoto. B block has Sasaki versus Masao Tanaka. Soma Takao and Bull James, and Yukio Sakaguchi and Naomi Yoshimura. Uh, my standout here is Takashi and Ishii. They had an awesome match for the KOD Openweight title in, I think, either last year or the year before. So definitely worth checking that one out. Um, and, you know, but Endo Suzaki, too, and Tanaka, Suzaki and Tanaka would be something to watch as well. Yeah, I mean, that could be really cool. Um, December 1st in Chiba, only three tournament matches. Endo versus Ino. Sasaki versus uh, Yukio Sakaguchi and Bull James versus Masao Tanaka. Uh, Sasaki Sakaguchi, I think it's a standout match there. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that, that and uh, I'll be interested to see what he knows would be like against Endo. Yeah. Uh, then the Tokyo Itabashi Green Hall on December 5th. We take like a little four day break here. We have Endo versus Yuki Ureno in the A block and Eno versus Chris Brooks. And then the B block has Hiroshima versus Daisuke Sasaki and Yukio Sakaguchi versus Masao Tanaka. Uh, I mentioned that the B block here definitely takes center stage because, like, you know, Hiroshima and Sasaki, you know, they have a lot of history together. That could be a really good match. And I mentioned earlier, I'm really looking forward to uh, Yukio and Tanaka. So, yeah, no, I think Hiroshima and Sasaki was a King of DDT match earlier this year as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we uh, have. Well, uh, Endo versus Ueno as well. Uh, like Ueno's kind of Ueno and Yoshimura are like the two guys I'm looking forward to seeing next year. To see if they progress. December eighth in Osaka at the Suminoe Maikon Hall. Uh, we're back to a six match show here. The A block has Takashita versus Ueno, Endo versus Chihiro, and Ishii versus Yuki Ino. The B block has Hiroshima versus Yoshimura. Sasaki versus Soma and uh, Yukio versus Bull James. I think obviously Sasaki versus Soma kind of stands out there. Anything Especially else on there? Going on today. Yeah. Anything else stand out to you? Out to you there? Endo Hashimoto. Yep. Could be really good. Uh, and then we have the DL Grand Prix in Fukuoka on December 9th. Uh, A Block Takashita versus Endo. Ishii versus Chihiro. Oeno versus Chris Brooks. B block has Hiroshima versus Soma Takao. A lot of history there with the uh, former Smile Squash. Daisuke Sasaki versus Bull James and Yoshimura versus Tanaka. This is a stacked card. Yep. It's probably one of the bigger ones of the entire tournament, probably. Uh, anything really stand out to you there? I really want to see Ishii and Chihiro. I mean, it's just the first and sixth matches there, like Takashita versus Zendo is always good, and uh, Yoshimura against Tanaka should be great. 
and her and her Astro to count all that history too. It could be good. Oh yeah. Uh, December tenth in Hiroshima at the Astro Plaza Multipurpose Hall. Kanosuke Takashita versus Chihiro in the A block. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Ishii versus Chris Brooks and Ueno versus Yuki Ino, the Battle of the Yukis. The B block has Hiroshima versus Bull James and Soma Takao versus Naomi Yoshimura. What stands out to you there? Just Takashita and Hashimoto. Yeah. Uh, and then the th- it really wraps up with two days in Harajuku at the Tokyo Bell. <laughs> you put. Epic QA Beauty School Second School Hall. What a great fucking venue name. Uh, December 14th, you know, if you don't know anything about Je- like Tokyo, by the way, Harajuku is like the the teenage like fashion slash like. It's, it's the fashion district. Uh, yeah. So the beauty hall, the, the beauty school, that totally makes sense. So that's a great venue. Uh, the f- December 14th in the A block has Takashita versus Chris Brooks. Endo versus Ishii and Eno versus Hashimoto. I can't wait for Endo Ishii. They had, like I said, an awesome title match this year. So I hope they have another great one here. Yeah, that'll be too much to look out for. And then the next night has the last three matches of B Block at the same venue on December 15th with Hiroshima versus Masao Tanaka. That could be the one that decides the block, actually. Daisuke Shizaki against Naomi Yoshimura and Soma Takao against Yukio Sakaguchi. So it's some really cool stuff there, too. And there's no Bull James. No Bull James, it's true. So I don't think Bull James is winning, at least. Winning the block, at least. And then it wraps up on December 28th with the A block winner against the B block winner in the finals. So that's a cork and Hall, of course. So yeah, some really cool stuff here. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, very excited to watch all of it. So it kicks off in four days at the Yokohama Radiant Hall. Any final thoughts on the DL before I move on? Uh, the- if you get the time to follow along with it day by day, it's really fun to do so. Just like any ground open tournament, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, th- this is also the point where just the matches are just straightforward. You rarely get a comedy match on the show, so like maybe one, depending on, like, I don't know if Brooks or Bull James are in the mood for it that day. But uh, just, yeah, straightforward wrestling, serious stuff. It's a good change of pace. Yeah, for sure. Uh, December 31st has the New Year's Eve Shuffle Tag Tournament, the other big tournament to wrap up the year, which is very much the opposite of the DO, which is all comedy, pretty much. Uh, I mean, there's usually at least one really good match, usually the final, but it's a lot of comedy, usually. It's a DET Big Japan tournament. So we do know the teams. I'll go over them really quickly. Yuki Ishikawa and Isami Kodaka, Ryoto Hama and Yuki Ueno, Yuko Miyamoto and Daisuke Sasaki, that might be my favorite team, Takuya Nomura and Tetsuya Endo, Ryuchi Kawakami and T-Hawk uh, from the, you know, from the Stronghearts. El Lindeman and Yukio Naya, the big and little team there. That's kind of funny. Uh, Yasufumi Nakanoe and Yuki Ino, kind of like the big, um, I guess you would say like stoic, or not stoic, but like, uh, I don't know, they both have a very distinctive look, I guess you would say. And Kota Sekifuda and Soma Takao, Daichi Hashimoto and Akito. Yuji Okabayashi and Antonio Honda. That that actually might be my actual favorite team. Yeah, Okabayashi uh, Yu- always gets the weirdest partners in these things. <laughs> Yuya Aoki and Harashima, Ryuji Ito and Shuma Katsumata, Kazuki Hashimoto and Yuki Osakaguchi, Daisuke Sekimoto and Chris Brooks. What a team! Mm-hmm. Uh, o- Orka Udo and Kanosuke Takashita, another great team, and finally the Brahmin Brothers and Naomi Yoshimura. So. Yes. This, this is always one of my favorite shows of the year, but it's very wacky. So if you're someone who doesn't like the comedy, maybe skip that one. 
No, don't. It's one of the best shows of the year. <laughs> I love it. Look, I'm not. But if you're if you're one of these grumps who hates comedy wrestling, you're probably gonna hate it. So, you know. Like I, um, I couldn't pick a winner out of that group yet. Uh, I probably might have to see what the lineups are like. But uh, no, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely like it's the best way to bring in the new year. I agree. I love it every year. Uh, and then finally, the last thing I want to mention for that's coming up is the return of Muscle at Shinkiba First Ring on January twenty seventh. Uh, the new tagline is "Strong, Strong Variety and Interesting Wrestling." So. That's kind of what they're going with here. Yeah, uh, they're also changing. Know what this is going to be. <laughs> like I said, it's just it's whatever Muscle Sakai takes off. Yeah, basically. Uh, so there you go. That's some upcoming stuff. Now let's go through our DDT award winners. Um, let's start with match of the year. I made a top ten. Do you also have a top ten? No, no. I, I just went with like uh, three choices here. So uh, okay. So let me go through my ten then, real quick, and then. Join in with you at three. So in tenth place, I have Shuji Ishikawa versus Kota Umeda from January twenty seventh at Corrigan. In ninth, I have Yuka Sakazaki versus Shoko Nakajima from November third at Ultimate Party. In eighth, I have Takagi versus Mao, the Weapon Rumble from the Coming to America show on April fourth. In seventh, I have Takashita versus Hiroshima, the main event of Ultimate Party on November third. In sixth, I have Akito versus Asuka, the uh, one light tube match from Peter Pan, July 15th. In fifth, I have Kenny Omega and Riho versus Antonio Honda and Miyu Yamashita, November 3rd, Ultimate Party. In fourth, I have Tipsy Endo and Makoto Oishi for the KOD Openweight title on April 28th at Corican. Uh And then here you can join in here. What's your third place match? The third one, um, I'll get the exact name here, but it was the pool rest. Oh, hold on. Jeez, does that come up? Can you hear me that? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh yeah, it would be the uh, it was a five way tag match at the swimming pool. So that was Chris Brooks and Mizuki Watase against Daisuke Sasaki and Tatsuya Endo, against Takashita and Shun Makatsumata, against Hiroshima and Kazuki Hirata, against Michael Nakazawa and Gota Hashi. That was on nineteenth of June at the Sumida Sports Health Center pool. Uh, in third place, I put Daisuke Sasaki and Konosuke Takashita from Judgment on February seventeenth, the main event. What'd you give second place? It, uh, my second place was the All Out versus Sendai Golds match from, uh, it was from March. Uh, what's the date? The Corkin, March Corkin. The, the March Corkin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, second place, I have Tetsuya Endo and Keisuke Ishii for the KOD title from the May 19th Corkin. And what is your match of the year, sir? Yeah, the, the match of the year was uh, Takashida versus Endo from uh, Sumo Hall. That is, or July. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, from Auto uh, Watch Gymnasium. So, Wrestle Peter yep. Pan 2019. Yep, on July 15th. That is also my DDT match of the year, Endeavor Takashita. So, we're in agreement there. Uh, let's go through some other awards here. Uh, best Feud, uh, my third. I went with Akito and Asuka. I really liked all the buildup, and then obviously it resulted in the, the one light tube match. So, that's my third place pick. Do you have a third place for Best Feud? And I didn't think much of this one. Like, can I just cheat and go with the Neo Bashiki gun versus Mew Watanabe and uh, Rika Tatsubi? Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, so, so, so like, I didn't realize how uh, many picks that I were needed for the awards here. So, <laughs> kind of got to so that's that. your th- that's your best feud. Okay. Yeah. And then I 
I went with uh, Tetsuya Endo versus Japan as my number two. Just his whole thing where he came back as a as an American punk. I thought that was awesome, so I put that as my number two. And then for number one, I went with Takashita and Sasaki. I really liked all their stuff earlier in the year, and it resulted in two awesome matches. So that was my number one pick. Yeah. Uh, cool. Best best major show. Uh, I went with DDT is coming to America in third. Uh, Ultimate Party in second, and Peter Pan in first. Um, I went with the All Out versus Sendai Gold show in, in third, uh, Ultimate Party in second, and DDT in New York as first. Oh wow! Okay, so really, that I mean that show was incredible. So I yeah, no, that, this it. might be live bias, but like that. Yeah, yeah, it was just an incredible night. Uh, tag team of the year. I went with Naomi Yoshimura and Yuki Ueno in third. I get, went with Antonio Honda and Miyu Yamashita in second. I two matches, but I, I love both those matches, so <laughs> I don't, I'm giving it to them. And then number one to me is easily Sasaki and Soma. Yeah, no, I just went with that with number one. Like I didn't really go into much with the tag teams here. Uh, and then most outstanding wrestler, so in ring only. Uh, I gave Koto Umeda third. You know, this is sort of just because he's you know he uh, unfortunately had to retire and stuff. But I just thought he, his his whole series was awesome. And then, like, all of his goodbye stuff is really good. So I really, you know, I, I gave him the bump here, yeah. you know, partly out of, uh, you know, just sad to see him go. I went Endo second and Takashita first. So that's I went top Endo three. third, Daisuke Sasaki second, and Takashita first. Cause and I, then I, finally... Oh, oh, sorry. No, I just want to say with Sasaki, like, just he was kind of a jack-of-all-trades this year. Like, he had the only one uh, as a top headliner in the first half of the year, but then transitioned to the Tag team wrestler. So the yeah, I, that, that notes over. He, he did a lot of hardcore matches as well as part of that tag title. Yeah, I, I really thought about giving him the third place vote. So he'd probably be like a number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then wrestler of the year, I went with Antonio Honda third. I think he just had an, an awesome year as far as like really showing what he could do to people who might not have been around for his you know like the monster days and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought he was great, and then uh, you know the in, he he made a vetted Super Bowl Hall, which you know I don't think most people thought would happen, and then yeah, that awesome match with Kenny, you know, and Riho and Miu in the semi main and Ultimate Party. So I just thought he had one of the best years of his career. Uh, second place went with Takashita. You know, I think again he just had a great year as far as in ring and you know the Sunlight Girl stuff, and then he ended up winning back the title. In uh, first place, I went with Tetsuya Endo. I, th- I just think his title reign was the clear highlight of the year. Um, you know, he really fell off towards the end of the year, which is going to hurt him in like an overall ranking for me. But, you know, I just thought his title reign was awesome. Um, you know, he really just was the highlight of the year for me. So he's e- easy wrestler of the year pick for me. I was going to go like Hiroshima third. I was going to go second with Honda and Takashita first. So, uh, yeah, I don't think that's the only difference. It's just swap bring in Hiroshima for Endo. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm. But we both have the same I'm kind of stuck doing like the kayfabe route of like uh, how successful was the wrestler and like Hiroshima being a double champion kind of pumps that up a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting that we both did the, we both put the, uh, you know, the, the Honda in there. I just thought he just had a great ear. So. Well, I, I think with Honda, like that, that match with Kenny, like really kind of, uh, th- that's what shoot him in there. I think. 
or, or yeah. at least that, that like him getting that opportunity allowed you to look back and realize he had that he had the sumo hall match he had the uh just a lot more opportunities to be seen in front of more people this year yeah, and, for sure. And, and if we are allowed talking about outside of DDT, he had that match with Lulu Pencil. Mm, that's true. That, that did get a lot of buzz. Yep. Uh, okay, so let's get into the mailbag questions before we wrap things up here. Uh, first for Twitter questions from at Monkey Buckles. Who do you think was most improved in 2019? And who do you expect big things from in 2020? Go ahead, Jamie. What do you well, think here? I already 2020 already said uh, hopefully Yuki Ueno and Naomi Yoshimura. Um, I might actually say Yoshimura has improved for 2019 because if you remember at the start of the year he had that stinger injury with Sasaki. Yeah. Remember he took that pedigree, so like see him recover from that and just be fully recovered again. Um, like thank God for that. Um, improved for 19, like. Hmm. I would say Asuka because that's this has been the first year I've fully followed her career and it's just what a revelation she's turned out to be. Uh, at AWQ1985, who do you want to see as opponents for the Saki Akai Challenge? Uh, that's a I mean, you could really go with almost anybody. I would love to see... We have two names already, like Tsukasa Fujimoto, and it was announced today that Sakura Huota is her next opponent, so... That leaves five left. Yeah. I would really love to see, uh, you know, anyone from Seedling, but especially uh, Arisa Nakajima or Nanai Takahashi. Those are both be really cool matches. Um, anyone jump out at you is like someone that you would like to see that maybe even feels possible because I don't think they're going to work with stardom. Yeah. So is it gonna... too late to say Hazuki? Uh, it might be too late to say Seriously, um, Uoha, I'd like to see back if uh, Rei Saiki can come back to DDT and if her jaw's okay, like her versus Akai for her first match back from injury, I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. The comedy, just let's say Miyu Yamashita and just pretend that her stuff with Saki Salmon never happened, or just to see how they'll play off with that. Uh, Dash Chizako is someone like I wish more people would see, and I'd love to see her like doing more DDT and Tokyo Joshi stuff. Um, maybe Giselle Shaw. Have you seen her in Europe? Like she was in Tokyo Joshi earlier this year, but I've seen some of her European work, and like she's really, really good. Uh, at RBX two thousand, who are the top five Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Champions of twenty nineteen? Uh, wow, what a tough one! I have to give a big shout to Gorgeous Matsuno because that that like we mentioned it, but that whole thing was amazing. So he would probably top my list. Yeah, no, uh, I, I looked through the lineup earlier. Um, I'll put Leparco in there just for to be a charity case. Um, Puma King actually won it long a lot, and he brought it to Mexico. So I think you know, shout out to him. There was that governor that won it, like the how do you pronounce it? Ahim E H I M E. What's the name of that city? Ahime. Uh, yeah, but like the governor of that city became champion. Uh, I, I think a. Uh, Caretaker of Shinkeeper First Ring won the belt from Shinsuke Nakamura at the start of the year. And uh, last but not least, there was the chair that pinned the other chair. I was going to say the chair. Yeah, the chair is a great one. But it, there was like five, uh, different, five times the chair won a championship this year, but the one that <laughs> specifically pinned the other chair, I'd go with. Uh, at Mad Extreme, do you think DET could run a one-off show in the Northeast on a non-WrestleMania weekend 
and draw similar crowd numbers to DD coming to America. I think they could get 650 again. I don't see why not. If if they're in an area like New York, I'd say yes. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I think a good way to answer that would be to see what it's like in Tampa this year when Tokyo Joshi run their show. Yeah. Uh, at Regal Mustachio. First of all, he says, please thank Jamie for all his hard work on Dramatic DDT. As a longtime DDT Pro fan, uh, back to the days of Poison Sawada Julie's Dancing and Debauchery, your dedication to DDT grow- as DDT grows is truly appreciated. So there you go. I wanted to pass yep. that along, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you, Cody. Um, and he says, what are his thoughts on the impact of H- Higuchi and Mao's returns in 2020? Um, it would be good for the heavyweight scene. So, so uh, Higuchi and who was the second one he said? Uh, Mao, I guess, when he comes back. Oh, yeah, Mao. Mao. Um, I'll find out. I'll be seeing him wrestling here in Ireland in a few weeks' time. So like, He could like, be a guy that could come back and win the KOD title. So we're talking about the KOD title and everything. Maybe. like The thing with him is like I always got the idea that the DDT kind of saw him as the next Bushi, and he just hasn't reached that level. Um, mm. I, I don't know. I, I'll see how he takes this European uh, tour first. And then he also says, uh, any idea in what direction 2020 will take Takashita? I'm really curious about this AEW thing with Kenny and the storyline that you know Kenny thinks Takashita and Endo aren't doing their work to keep DDT on the same level. So I figure maybe like a lot of outside work, hopefully. Yeah, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. And then... Yeah, no, uh, I, 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 uh, so I'm just saying, like, the thing is, like, I can see 12 months from now, it'll be like Takashida versus Kenny in the main event of AEW Dark with the KOD title on the line, and yet Dave Meltzer will still say, eh, you know, AEW should work with New Japan. That's not happening. <laughs> no, hard it, it, to it, it's going to be more of an AEW DDT relationship, and it's been pretty clear that's happening. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you could even do, I, I would like to see, like, since you called out ta- uh, Takashita and Endo, it wouldn't be interesting if that is like the spark for them teaming up again finally. Like Takashita Endo against Kenny and some other AEW guy. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That'd be a weird one. But it is, it, my fear would just be like, it, let's say they make the jump over to America, they'll just be in the same position, strong hearts are in, and that's just putting over the regulars on dark. Yeah. I, I think they're too good for that. I agree. Uh, at hard to highlight any hi guys favorite DDT comedy underrated moment mine of Sasaki telling Higuchi he is his father only to take advantage <laughs> of him uh, my favorite one this I, I teased this before is because they I love when they do those New Japan slash Bushiro parodies Takagi taking over Gake no Fuchi Pro that was like out of nowhere but it was so fucking funny and clearly a parody of Bushiro buying stardom so I enjoyed that um, geez, but I kind of found a lot of the Poco Ten stuff funny this year. Yeah. So I think the idea that he was actually just a robot, and when you behead him, he just goes crazy. Well, actually, uh, I'll also go in the then uh, Shoku Dino's attempts to seduce the the owner of Cyber Agent or the president. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the Discord questions here. First of all, from the Super Jcast Discord, the uh, Val- okay, oh I always pr- mispronounce your name, sir. V- Valky Braca, I think. Okay, is there someone bumbling younger up and coming wrestlers on the undercards you can see becoming 
a serious main event of a DET because I have problems to see it really. I think you pretty much said the same thing before that you don't think you don't really see who's going to be the next big star on the undercard. Yeah, that, that, I, I think that they're putting their hopes on Yuki Onea, but it's just I think he's more into the comedy side, so I don't know. It's very early with him; he's still young, and you can tell that he's he's going to grow into something. And you know that that's. Uh, I mean, there's that's like maybe Ueno. Like Ueno's small, but uh, I don't know. I just really like seeing him working with Yoshimura. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that's going to be like their next generation twosome. Uh, Nuclear Potato says, would you like the Saitama Super Arena show to end up like Ultimate Party with all the DET brands coming together for the big show or focused on DET specifically? I'd for the latter. Like it's a lot yeah. more fun just bringing everyone in. Uh, and then Small Doink, with the announcement that Maku Donoto is leaving Udon Pro and likely head to DDT, how long would you wait to put the KOD title on him? How long would it take for McDonald's to sue DDT? I think that answers that <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say immediately, obviously, put the DDT title on him. But uh, Okay, so let me see. we got one more little set of questions here from the uh, Forces of Wrestling Discord. Where some of it's stuff we already covered, so let's say. Uh, first of all, Don Waka, your thoughts on Naya, Ino, Oeno, Yoshimura, etc. I think we, we covered a lot of that, uh, but I would uh, say... Yeah. I think I'll be repeating myself. The one thing I want to say is I think Yoshimura still has some untapped potential, and he was such a great heel in DNA. Maybe eventually he'll turn on Oeno and get back to that. Yeah, yeah that would be a cool idea. Um. And I think I think Ueno has a lot of potential too. I think we'll see something come out there. And you know, Naya and Eno, I think, are more probably long-term comedy guys. But I guess we'll see. Well, um, maybe with Yoshimura, like he's teaming with the Bramman Brothers at the New Year's Eve show, so I think you'll see a lot of his personality shine in that. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the crowd seems to like the tag team too, so that's good. And I think they'll have a big tag gear, and maybe they'll even win the titles. Uh, Lay Kamesh, question Cody Hall, keep or delete? Delete. If he gets Naya to improve, keep. Because that's okay. that's what the feud was between them. It was to give Naya a win, a leg up, and now a tag team partner. So, look, if it develops him, so be it. Uh, Liam McCann says, Ikemen's annoying noises or Osprey screaming, which is worse. And so we could also throw in Daichi Hashimoto if you want to. I mean, if you throw in Daichi, Daichi wins by a mile. I mean, that's the fucking Daichi screeching on the that big Japan title match was awful. But I like no, no, Ikemen's no. noises. I will be the only person on earth who like finds the the weird Ikemen noises uh, so, somewhat endearing, I guess. Uh, I like Osprey just. I love the guy, <laughs> but yeah, like he sounds like he's been decapitated, and the honest wish he wouldn't. Uh, and then Prince said, opinions on younger DT talent, how good do you think they are and what are their ceilings? I'm glad we covered that because apparently a lot of people wanted to know, but we definitely did cover that throughout the episode. I mean, so. yeah, this is a big question for DDT going into the next two years. It's just how is the new generation going to work out for them, especially now that they no longer have a feeder system? Yeah. So we'll definitely have to wait and see. But all right, Jamie, uh, thank you very much for coming on. Why don't you go ahead and plug the blog, plug your Twitters and all that good stuff. Okay, so the blog is dramaticddt.wordpress.com. Um, I cover DDT Pro Wrestling, Basara Pro Wrestling, Tokyo Joshi Pro, 
Gambe Wrestling, I'm going to have to cover Muscle again, and it's going to be that was a Gekko Mifuji pro thing that Miyako Matsumoto was doing. Like, I don't know, since Shio Takagi is involved with it, with it I'm going to have to do it. Uh, on Twitter, I am at uh, Dramatic DDT for all the DDT stuff. My personal one is at Jamie OD. Go with it. Go knock yourself out if it works. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to do. Uh, DDT Universe is where you get to watch everything. I do recommend following at DDT underscore ENG as well for Mr. Haku's translations. Uh, I think as he says, it's like he is, what's, what's his phrase, uh, official but or unofficial but authorized or something? Like, uh, yes. something yeah. about him, but I consider, he's the official DDT guy. I'm going to push that on him. And uh, <laughs> sweet fellow as well, met him in New York. Like, you know, can't really say a bad word about him, even if I already did. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so yeah, just uh, follow all that for the DDT stuff. Uh, things are going to get crazy uh, over the next month as there's the tournament and the, the end of December is always crazy for DDT because they just do a load of shows at Kyokan Hall. Who knows what 2020 is going to be like. There's going to be interruptions with the Olympics, but they're going to do something about it. And we know all about, we know we're going to get Saitama for sure, so that'll be something. Oh yeah, so the, yeah, the big show next year would be uh, was it Saitama Super Arena June? Let me see what June is. I don't remember the exact date, but it's definitely June, I think. Yeah. But uh, there's two important dates that I just want to look up here before I go on. Uh, yeah, Wrestle Peter Pan 2020 is on the 7th of June. And uh, more important than that, Muscle House 11 in the Newport in the Budokan Hall is 6th of October 2030. So look forward to that. <laughs> I took. I hope they really do it. I hope ten years from now they really fucking get the Budokan for Muscle House. <laughs> they still mention oh, it, so I imagine it's on. Yeah. So there you go, uh, folks. You can follow us on Twitter at Wrestle Omakase. Wrestling did not fit, uh, and this is like I said, the first of many year interview episodes. So if you enjoyed this, we're going to be right back at it with uh, many more, five more actually, before the end of the year. So next week. I didn't want to do this. I said I wasn't going to do it originally, but uh, I decided to do it after all and for a very specific reason. World Wrestling Entertainment, year in review. That is our episode next week. I am bringing on Garrett Kidney and Kelly Harris from Voices of Wrestling. Our two, These two, basically, they were reviewing every single WWE show for years and years, and they finally gave up after Hell in a Cell. It finally broke them. So I felt like I owed it to the two of them for their service, reviewing every single pay-per-view that nobody else on Voice of Wrestling wanted to review um, for the past few years to give their their story, talk about WWE this year, and why it finally broke them at Hell in a Cell. So Garrett and Kelly... <laughs> Garrett and Kelly, they're coming on next week to help me break down WWE's year. Um, you know, I wasn't going to do it originally, mostly because I barely fucking watched WWE this year. But I can talk about some of the stuff I have seen, and it'll be Garrett and Kelly really uh, dig it into that. So dig it into why they finally gave up. So that'll be next week's episode. Look forward to that, I guess. So WWE, you're in a view next week. Uh, Jamie, thank you again for coming on. Had a great time. Yep, it's been an absolute pleasure. And folks, we will see you again next time. Thank you, as always, for listening.